0: Clap Street's back, all right. In <laughs> fact, I have that level of creativity at 8.40 in the morning to use... Was it the Backstreet Boys? Yeah, that was Backstreet Boys. Of course, because it's Clap Street as opposed to Backstreet. Uh, well, it's back. And, uh, you know, last week we tried out a guy. He edited some audio. He sat in the room and, and listened. He, It kind of reminded me... And when I say reminded me, it didn't remind me at all because I've never done this. But... Well, maybe I've watched a pornography movie before with, with some, some cuckolding in it, but that's kind of, you know, like he was kind of just sitting there watching. Don't you feel it's weird when we don't include all the parties in the team speak channel or is that, you know, I want to, I'm not doing a Twitter spaces or whatever it is where people join and I can select the speakers. It just felt a bit
1: strange. I see what you mean. Uh, I didn't get that impression at all, but now that you mention it. Um, Do you think he felt think I, cuckolded? I, I think he was loving it, man. He got a front row seat. All right. Well, he a, that's, yeah. That's the main he was thing. like in the closet, man, unzipping his pants. He was having a good time with things. I was what going to say, hell? I
0: did hope that. He didn't even get a chair. You, you, that s- s- you started this case. metaphor.
1: <laughs>
0: I just thought, I thought he'd get a chair. I didn't know this is in the closet. I, I- wonder where,
2: where Chad was going with this, but, you know, funny story about Backstreet Boys. Well,
0: I don't know if it's a funny story. It's more of an embarrassing story, or maybe not. Is Backstreet Boys related to cuckolds at all? Or is, is this like a bridge too far?
1: I think, we've moved, I think we've moved on from that oh, okay. I think Yanko got us past that alright that was no, nice like,
0: so when I was what was it like when Let's I say, was <laughs> a young boy <laughs> my father <laughs> took me into the city is that still back to see ma- no that's is that Green Day
1: so I have no idea who that sorry, is Yanko, I thought, I thought you were energy. just making oh, that up it's great man I love it <laughs> yeah, keep bringing sorry. the
0: energy you
2: know sorry. we probably all sound a little bit different I know what I do but when I was, uh, like, 14, 15, I went uh, to, like, um, well, college or it's, like, to the UK for a two-week sort of a intensive language course, right, at one of these places. doesn't matter. And they, and they do, like, all kinds of activities, right? Um, you know, you could choose between whatever, uh, some sports. Was sport, there rock some. climbing? No. No but rock But basically oh, no. everything except for that. <laughs> and right. then... There was obviously at the end of the thing, you're supposed to do a sort of a performance, you know, it was like separated, you know, boys and, and girls and the and the boys had to like do a sort of a performance of I Want It That Way by Backstreet Boys. Oh shit, okay. So we all were like uh, wearing wow. jeans and tank tops, white tank tops and we Is there doing video like of this? Deck. Absolutely I was gonna say, not. There Absolutely has to not. be video of this. Because this was before like Smartphones and all that. So was of that this with shit. school? It was with school. Yeah, it was like. So St. either it'd Edmunds be an excursion College or something
0: like that. It'd be an excursion, or it would be like considered. No, because this was like, like a, a camp. Yeah, like a camp, basically. This Which is weird because camping is usually associated with being in the outdoors. But we would go on some camps, but we wouldn't go like. It's crazy that your camp, you you guys are like. Yeah, we're gonna go to the UK. In Australia, we'll go like yeah, we're gonna go for like a four-hour drive down to. I don't know. No,
2: but it's like, you know, this English school that I was going to, they had that, um, offer, right? Like, it was it was part relatively of the package. expensive at the time so you could like pay for that it was during the summer it wasn't like a part of the oh normal I see activities. it's like
0: what my my sister my sister did uh, Japanese lessons in school and then as part of it in a certain grade they got to they actually went to Japan and they did like they had like a fucking exchange student thing I had the while of my life where there was just this Japanese girl living in my house as part of like this ah, exchange So that's where the anime love comes from. Well, that's the thing. I didn't even, I was at such a point in my life, like, I think, because my sister's three years younger than me, right? And I think it, I was either finishing high school or I had just finished high school. So one of the two. So I had my own shit going on. And I was always just engrossed in Counter-Strike. So I barely saw anybody in my life at that point anyway. I just know that there was a period of time, I forget her name. I wonder if my sister remembers it. Yeah, name. but come on. She must have been fucking stuck in the washer at least once. Bloody <laughs> hell. Like I said, Yanka, I, I was so like fucking busy with other shit, man. Yeah, I was yeah. so just like, at that time of life, not when not I was in the teen sakes. years, the obsession wasn't, it wasn't with the women. It was just with the Counter-Strike. I didn't really care about anything else, to be honest. Dad, I don't think there was yeah. ever a point in your life when, you're, when you were
2: obsessed by women or actually when you were obsessed by anything other than Counter-Strike. So I'm trying to think <laughs> that, that point of your is life is still going on.
0: I I had like micro obsessions, I reckon, before that when I was growing up. Like there'd be fads of things, but they never like stuck. Like yo-yos. Well, I I didn't do the yo-yo. Did you? I think I was a bit young for the yo-yo. We We had a
1: yo-yo fad. Yeah. And when I was growing up, we had a pog fad. Did you guys have pogs? Uh,
0: I know. Oh, this is really came in bags of uh, bags of crisps or chips, depending on uh, where you're listening. At one point, so yeah they 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 came in. In bags like that, um, but we never like.
1: I don't remember buying pogs. I just did the. I just did the standard camps. I had the traditional camping experience that you were touching on, Chad. The actual. You're an outdoorsman. You were Boy Scouts, weren't you? A little yeah. shit. Uh, yeah, for a little bit, but I got <laughs> out of that shit early. I was well, like, that this explains is, like, why you dumb. can
0: tie a good knot, Jason.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you didn't get I any can't badges. Tie a good knot.
0: No, but didn't they uh, teach you in like Boy Scouts how to do that shit?
1: Uh, I, didn't, I didn't make it to that level. I did more of the, the stupid Boy Scout stuff. The coolest thing oh, we did was like the, 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 wood, the Pinewood the Derby. Level. Yeah, yeah. I got day. out quick. Okay. I, yeah, we'd take a little block of like pinewood and you'd have to like carve a, a car out of it. And then you'd, you'd kind of race it with the rest of the troop. But I got out of that at a, at a young age. I didn't stick around and Boy Scouts like or any kind of thing. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. But no, I did I the. Feel uh, like we I did like, a lot a, of
0: activities like that.
1: Yeah, we do a, little, a lot of hands-on activities. Everything's on the PC these days, but no, yeah. I did like a ten-day camping and canoeing trip in Canada. Did like a two-week hiking trip in a in like an island in the middle of Lake Superior, Isle Royale, for a bit. So I did like the the true outdoorsy camping.
2: <laughs> yeah, but that's it's it's that's a my weird experience because you you think about it now, like there's two ways of thinking about that shit. One is like it's it's completely useless, like learning how to use a compass. Or something like that, and like basic orienteering—is that the word? Yeah, yeah. And some of those skills, right? You're thinking like cartography. When 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 were we, when are you ever going to be in that situation? Or blah blah blah. blah. There's smartphones. You have a compass
0: on your iPhone. I think you had it on your. Yeah, uh, you can Android. configure it. I'm pretty sure. Right, it's that thing we do. You used to. This is how boomerang used to do. Like the figure. Yeah, but eight. you
1: won't. You won't have it when the apocalypse. Yeah, hits. I know. So,
0: but here's the other thing. It's right. Like True. if actually True. something
2: happens. Right, let's say World War Three starts, and you know you you want to get <laughs> run to the woods
0: so you're safe. I can't wait for the notice the on Spotify to be like this: this this conversation may contain uh, misleading information, misleading information about World War Three. <laughs> <Like>, Life <laughs> will probably get us banned from YouTube again because I will say a sequence
2: of words, yeah, random words in like three they're not meant to go together. Yeah. Um And then it it would be like if if we were dropped now in the middle of the woods. Like we probably wouldn't be able to survive as a grown ass man. Well, if we got Jason with us, years, man, I
1: think we'll
0: be okay. And that's like I pretty, could keep us
1: alive for at least a week. And that's like I reckon pretty embarrassing. Yanka, yeah. you know? yeah,
0: I reckon we'd shape up pretty quick. I have the opposite opinion of the whole thing. Like, I know it seems somewhat delusional, but I think the human body is pretty resilient. I don't think we're very well trained or versed in needing to do that level of exercise on a daily basis to survive of just general like lifting and walking and gathering and hunting and or no, you but, know any but it's like not that. about the
2: physical exercise it's like we would probably take the poison berries <laughs> instead oh of like yeah yeah but ones. i don't
0: know dude like i feel this is the thing uh, the how many times you had a fucking i don't actually maybe you didn't you didn't watch a lot of it like i don't know i couldn't like it practically go and do it but in a worst case scenario like in the world type thing you they they feel like there are a couple of moves which are safer than others. If I was in the jungle and there were snakes and spiders and shit everywhere, yeah, okay, we're probably dead. But if we're in the woods with with Jason, you know, Jason's telling us we're probably going to get eaten by a bear. And other than that, what else are we got to worry about, Jason? A couple of coyotes. What well, no, What what are they? No, we'd we'd Mountain we'd fucking lines?
1: die. We'd fucking die. We could get we could get a good week or two in, but we'd fucking die <laughs> we for sure. Fun. We had fun for a week. Are we going to shelter <laughs>
0: first? a fire first? Like, what I'm just first? saying
1: we we would die for sure i was curious uh, about
0: like a zombie apocalypse time that would be different and i wonder how it's going to spread that that's what i always think about is like cuz it's it's well, we had a test from everywhere the past two years so yeah well we know where it what st- well, it, it yeah it popped off pretty close to where i'm near right in italy so
2: did you guys know do you know about this movie contagion
0: yeah. i do know about it yeah did you watch it uh, i do no.
2: But yeah just a quick re- it's like a movie from 2011 Yep. And it's almost you <laughs> it's know it's basically covid. It's basically covid. Like this the, the
0: plot is basically covid. We're definitely getting flagged for this one.
2: And it's a fun movie because it's like a an ensemble movie, right? So you have a a, yeah. a ton of famous actors
0: doing good Matt Damon's roles. in that bad boy. Brian Cranston is in you it. You love some famous actors, don't you? They I go a Bennett long way, Northrow is in it?
1: yep she is Kate Winslet Brian Cranston, Lawrence Fishburne. I pulled it up oh. uh Jude Law yeah, like, you
2: this on the top of your head,
1: yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, that movie's good. I watched it I watched it during lockdown and I was like, oh this is actually really weird that this is uh this is, this yeah, is what this is me the too. I was is. freaked
2: out but I think do you think this is like we are entering our middle age crisis you know it's like when well as w- a society w- no, us three what <laughs> <But> like <laughs> when you talk about oh. like you know, like, oh, real. I want to build shit with my hands, you know, and, like, all that stuff. Where you I just like think I your wanna- focus
0: on things changes at some point, right? Like, when you're super busy with with one thing, when you're obsessed on something or your brain is, like, taking you in, in one direction to learn a certain, I don't know, repertoire of things, right? Like, you're, you're going to move away from certain other things. And yeah. we, we have jobs that are mainly on computers or looking at screens right either playing watching or talking about counter-strike is essentially our focus you're keeping up with a lot of different matches like you're reading the news articles that are coming out you're watching the content um you're formulating your own opinions and views on things uh and I guess because of that in our lifestyle that like you kinda of move away from doing the more outdoor stuff. But I look at like some of Jason's stories and he's outside all the time. You know, he's got the fucking dogs, he's out there, it looks nice, he's he's renovating, he's doing he's bits chopping of bulbs. wood. Yeah, right. Jason's Jason's still doing shit. I wanna be doing more shit. My everything nothing of mine is fucked. Maybe I should have go no fuck some to stuff up them so them. I have to fix it. That's true. I yeah. can't chop any wood either. When it's sunny here though, and like when I come back from this next string. You could fish. That's when it's no I can swim. That's when I go out every morning for a quick walk. Well, it's not really a quick walk.
1: And that's a, that's a nice setup with the morning swims in Malta. Yeah. I was doing that in the summer and I was like, "Oh, this is actually a beautiful way to start the day." Yeah, quick do it, run, pop in the water, get to relax a little bit, get some get some ocean on your skin, sea, whatever you want to call it over there.
0: Well, here um, yeah, here to sea. Yeah. Uh, yeah, whatever
2: you yeah. want to call it, it's not about wanting to call it. It's the official it terminology.
0: <laughs> he he's, he. Does it's early, Yanko? This is the thing, and we need to get to this. I and corrected
1: myself because I did this last time in Malta, and Chad corrected me like three times over the course of the. <laughs> What's well, important? you like like the ocean. He's like, no, no, what, no. It's a sea. That's a what sea. I'd
0: do, Jason. I'd call it the ocean, but I have un- I've understood now that in this part of the world, it's the sea.
1: Okay. Like
0: it's actually the sea. Uh, it's it's based off of geography. Uh, how the body of water uh, is, is well, it's not landlocked, right? But it's surrounded by, I don't know how it fucking works. What defines a sea? Yeah, I the definition
1: move. of sea versus ocean has got to be like <sighs> a... Here we go. In
0: terms uh, of geography, seas are smaller than oceans and usually located where the land and ocean meet. Typically, seas yeah, are partially but, enclosed by land. There you go.
1: Okay. Well, yeah, that's it's being, very vague. It's being enclosed
0: by land is the big I thought I, it was pretty good with the definition. I thought I was fucking... Well,
1: yeah, but the sea just like turns into the ocean at some point, right? So yeah, do they have well like a line to. on the map of being like where this is now no longer the sea.
0: Well, don't start this, Jason, because someone's going to go and screenshot a picture of the sea and go, well, this is why it's called the fucking sea, Jason. Well, it's usually, a, okay.
2: and there's usually a strait, like the Gibraltar Strait is where the Mediterranean, I guess, the Mediterranean flows
0: into um, the Atlantic Ocean. This is learning with Chad Yanko and Jason in the mornings.
1: Welcome to a Counter-Strike podcast.
0: Well, <laughs> the, thing, the, thing that we, the thing that we need to get to right now, and, the, and I, I do love it when we, we bang on about random shit and just have a conversation, because it's fun. Uh, however, Jason, you, we, we have to fill everybody in on a bit of a timeline here, because you, you've done some, some jumping across the pond, AKA ocean, not the sea, to a new land. And uh, you, you had some- Also,
1: I'm looking at a map right now and actually it makes entirely sense for the Mediterranean Sea it turns into the ocean. So we'll just move past that. But yeah. Okay. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm in London park, right now. Yeah. I I'm f- I'm flew into to London yesterday for some um, fish and chips.
0: Now, what First, time yeah, yesterday did you land? Chips. Because this timeline right now, I want everyone to think about, is it Jack Bauer? Oh, I'm talking about 24. Yes. Jack Bauer, yeah. Okay, That's so an amazing this is show. I love Jason, Jack Bauer. Jason leaves home. Uh, and then the the thing blinks, and it's, it's Jason kids. Bauer. There's a new character, yep. Jason. We've got Jason Rogan, and we've got Jason Bauer. Jason Bauer, two, not bad, two characters for some Pro League skits.
1: All right. Ooh, yeah, I like the Jason Bauer one. I can nail that. Now, the, the um, timer
0: starts. You're leaving. Yeah. What time are you leaving home?
1: I left home. I went to the airport at around 3.45. My flight was at 5.15. And I flew to Atlanta, had a little bit of a layover there, then flew to London, landed in London at uh, like eleven forty-five, eleven thirty. So eleven forty-five on when in Wednesday on morning. Wednesday. Now yep. just
0: just we don't now there's like a flashback cutscene, Jason. What we when everyone with me now flash? In, it's black and white. It's like the a little a little date and scroll you that the, comes You had the TikTok. Yeah, it's like Tuesday. Uh whatever what would be your time? I don't know, but whatever. Like time comes up and it's you sitting at your computer with the with the baby there. And you're about to do what, Jason, the night before? Well, maybe not the night before, but the day before at your computer.
1: Oh, I was I was I was casting. I had woken up that morning. I was I was actually casting Wednesday before going to the airport. I was okay. casting the crazy so party.
0: This is stressful. So you're you've gone you've gone casting with the baby, new, at home, everything's popping off into a flight now so you've gone from working into working now you've landed it's 11 something in the morning on when on yesterday wednesday what comes next
1: i get my bags i go through passport control swap those passport control into getting bags then hop in a taxi and then i'm sat in a taxi for a little like right around an hour going to the hotel miserable
0: london th- traffic that's that's what you you need to be yeah, expecting
1: it was 10 miles away and it took an hour to get there because fucking london um, yeah and then i got to the got to the hotel right around 1:45 in the in the afternoon and i hopped on a call with you boys
0: Oh that's true that did happen that yep. did happen that straight bit. from the hotel so we hopped so Yanka, on a call we're going to we- feature in this episode of Jason Bauer just soon you know. Yeah we, nice. we need character names for you team. guys
1: so we had, a, we had a little meeting about the podcast. We had a call, uh, and that lasted, what, like an hour and a half, two hours-ish, we were, we were chatting. I didn't uh, time Right it. up until four. I didn't time it either, but I think I got off like right around four. I took like a 20-minute nap and then a shower, and then I had a film crew show up at the hotel to do some recording of the day and the life of, of the commentator's hotel room. Look at this um, guy, Yanka.
0: What is going <laughs> yeah. on here?
1: And then me and the we film got some, crew, uh,
0: McConaughey type action going on with this. Yeah, guy. bit of th- Brad, this was Brad Pitt bombs. Okay. Yeah.
1: Then so then we went. We uh, me and the film crew went. Hopped on the tube. Hopped on the underground. Uh, took a couple stops. Oh, you're talking the like them over there. Yeah, I know. I've got all the lingo. It's great. Did you uh, cause any when,
0: disruptions filming in public in such a a, um, a boisterous place like London, Jason?
1: No, unfortunately, we didn't. I wanted to. There was a guy on a megaphone preaching about Jesus. You wanted to Jesus. find trouble. I w- I just wanted to call. I just wanted to make something happen. You know, spice up the content. I wanted to like. Yeah, I don't even know. I wanted to get get into a shouting match with the with the Jesus man on the megaphone. I thought that would have been fun. I think you he's in, a just, big, I think he's in a big. I think you really. Robe. Yeah, but God Jason, is on
2: his side. You wouldn't win.
0: Please just True. stay safe while you're out there on the streets, mate. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I I, I did. Yeah, I didn't do it. I wanted to. I thought it would have been funny. Even thought the thought make-
0: alone. Let's not have those dark. You thoughts. know how
1: it goes, Chad. You got to think about content and everything you do these days. You got to think about what it's yeah, gonna look like on the camera.
0: If you're interacting with random strangers on uh, the train, that is probably at the point of which you've made a bad decision. True. Like where where does this where does this go? Right in in any country, right? When I was growing up, even like so in in Perth, it's probably changed a little bit now but there was just like very seldom train lines and they were just straight. There wasn't a lot of stops and where you got off was still like at least a half an hour to 45 minute walk from your house, if not more. So like the train, not like it was mega direct, but I remember there was trains out to certain areas and they just had the, you know, these these individuals who they were uh, kind of loitering on the train, you know, they'd, they'd, they'd graffiti. I think the technical terminology that they used to use back in the day was tagging.
1: Uh, yeah. There's and some graffiti
0: on the underground. Yeah, they would sure. do. They would. They, they would usually be young youths, and maybe they would be yeah, loitering around, making a bit of a uh, a scene. There might be some consumption of of things in areas that in in Australia where you can smoke is quite specific. You know, maybe they're smoking we shouldn't smoke or smoking some wacky tobacco. Maybe even in more extreme cases, you know, sniffing some paint.
1: The devil's lettuce. Well, yeah. Some paint now.
0: So, yeah. So, there was was always these types (laughs) of. These, now I wouldn't say they were they were they were common right you're not going to be do it, but you knew the areas in which these individuals would be at, so do you feel you're in a safe area or an unsultry area
1: oh i'm in a safe area I'm in a very safe area okay
0: can you say that with confidence
1: yeah i well i mean I'm as safe as anything I'm in like King's Cross right now, so like you know it's like it's like central London you are right next know. to the king. <laughs> Yeah, apparently. Well, you have to understand. It feels Cass, sad, He's yeah, Jason Bauer. Now. Like
0: he's the one yeah. who makes the area That's unsafe. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Okay, so we're at the timeline. He's now doing content on a train in the early evening, late afternoon. All right, mm-hmm. and this, and just remember, everybody. Twenty-four hours prior to this, he was commentating uh, with one young veteran for the the Brazy Party. Okay, yeah, so cool. We've now we've we've jumped forward in the timeline again. So now filming. Uh, what's next?
1: We're at the tube. We get off the tube. We, we arrive at the blast offices, um, and I, we get off the tube and head up and say hi to the people, uh, and then immediately start setting up to, to cast the Brazy party finals. So out of out of landing at the hotel and being in a two-hour meeting and then recording with the <laughs> crew. Uh, Uh, the technical issues were abound. Uh, there was some, some Wi-Fi situations at the, at the offices that did not allow me to actually connect and cast the grand finals. However, I was meant to set up and cast the grand finals for, for three to four hours. Um, now this is the
0: point in which the Jack Bauer cliffhanger comes in. I feel that this was like, you know, we were building there'd be a commercial cut.
1: There'd be a commercial cut once I was on the laptop experiencing issues, and it would be like, "Oh shit, this isn't working." I feel it's all keeping cool.
0: Uh, Jason Bowers coming in to like do you know show like his prowess on the on the on the mic. He's walking in and he sits down and he goes to join and Teamspeak goes or whatever the fuck goes cannot connect to the IP and then you, you camera shot your face, mouth agape, eyes wide. Oh no, ad break. Thing. Scene, yeah, and then now it's conflict resolution when we come out of that, right? So, yep. what's the conflict resolution here? You obviously you are fucked. Like, you don't have you don't have the magic. You you're yeah, not an IT tech. Basically, you're you don't have the ability. Is
1: is is what is? is what and I'm in a is. I'm in a foreign environment, right? There's there's limits to the troubleshooting I could do. That's Blast true. Off, you're on foreign had all soil. Left at this point. Yeah, and I, I couldn't. There was no one at the office to to help with the with the Fuck. network issues. Um, panic, had a whole film crew set up. They wanted to grab some B-roll of me, of me commentating, um, which was, which was not looking like it was going to happen. Yeah, it was, it was a situation. Um, so yeah, couldn't fix the problem, had to get on the blower, called up Henry and I said, Henry, I need you, you know, I I need your help. I need, like, I need you to strap up one last time for the brazy party. And I need you more than ever. Exactly. And Henry yep. answered the fucking bell like a champion. He hopped on and he casted in my place. So then I, with this film crew there, pulled up a YouTube video of the highlights of the Brazy semi final that I had casted before oh I got on the no. flight the day before. Oh, no, and I just no. recreated the moments, oh. rechanneled the energy oh, no. and emotions.
0: <laughs> no, no. Is getting physically ill.
1: oh Uh, come on uh, now (laughs) 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 it was an experience Uh, Um, yeah so i was listening uh, to myself cast the day before and recreating the cast and the uh, moments and just taking like snippets of highlights and just really trying to bang them out and give them some energy um Uh, yeah. Okay, and then d- okay, and then and then the day ended uh, a little bit earlier than we expected. So I went out and had my first meal since the airplane breakfast. uh Actually, I didn't have a meal. I just I just had a few drinks. There was there was. He's <laughs> no taking concern. the edge off after diet. after a um, job well done, Jason <laughs> <in> the Day, <laughs> commentating. Because <to laughs> like, the network uh, to work. Sat down and it was just like, oh, I deserve this. I, I really it. deserve this. <laughs> 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 Jason Bauer twenty four, and then the clock I was on zero, brand. Zero. <laughs> I was on brand. I had a, I had some Jameson, you know, in honor of the major, uh, in honor of a sponsor of the Blast TV <laughs> Paris Major. I had a couple glasses of Jameson. A tough day it was. A nice I mean,
0: Jameson on the rocks.
2: If you, I came back. To, yeah. If you were um, being true to the character, you just had to, you know, yell, "Damn it!"
1: yeah exactly damn it and then I would be here um but yeah then I, I went and I passed out after a long day and I set my alarm for 6.30 this morning um This is the next episode. This is the next episode, episode. (laughs) Uh, Uh, which is me waking up at six thirty this morning and saying, "You know what? I haven't eaten in like thirty six hours. Let me try and go to the breakfast." And it was a sit down service; it's not a buffet. And I was like, "You know what? I'm starting a podcast in about forty five minutes. I don't Uh, think I have time to sit down and bring
0: out the food." Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I just went and. uh, tried to make a coffee uh, at the at the lobby and the coffee machine was broken so I had ah. a glass of tea and tea is absolute dog shit. I do not know what is wrong <laughs> with tea drinkers in the world oh, but no. it's fucking
2: bad. You've I, just enraged like half of the English speaking population.
1: Now th- I don't even care. Oh. I'm so... Uh, s- I, when you need a coffee at 7 in the morning yeah, and but all you can have is tea. A tea's not a all coffee. You, uh, no, it's it, it's it's really <laughs> wow. depressing. What? A, a tea's fate. just a,
0: a tea is a slightly nicer way to have water. That's what a tea is. I guess yeah. And
1: I would I would even argue that it's not even nicer. It's actually like a worse well, way. Well,
0: I don't water. think that's true. I don't think all teas are equally as bad. It depends on the type of tea that you're looking for. There's plenty of uh, different styles. We obviously have English breakfast uh, we have, like, the green tea varieties, you know, some people would like to get into a bit of a, a like, a lemon and ginger tea. There's lots of different Yeah, you know, when I'm, when I'm casting, industry,
1: Jason. When I'm casting, I can have, like, a lemon and ginger tea, you know? I'm fine with that. That, well, that you've helps. just
0: landed all tea everywhere here. I, I'm not sure if I'm, I'm a little angry. I'm it a little cranky. Like you're this cranky because yesterday you had to save the world with the with, with the staged casting, and today you have then to be up at <laughs> seven thirty in the morning to do a podcast because you you got more fucking recording to do, man.
1: Yeah, and you're then busy, after this you're podcast, busy boy, we're gonna do about an hour and a half, two hour podcast, and then I immediately got to. Well, you in have the to shower. do another
0: podcast.
1: No, no, no. We're doing this podcast oh. until about like 9.30 and then I hop in the shower yeah, yeah, yeah. and then I got to go be at a studio at 10.30 and I'll be recording for seven hours until 5.30.
0: But that was the um, point of this whole bit was to basically say that you have a hard out and that we can't, we can't linger.
1: Um, okay, that's where we're going with this whole <laughs> yeah, Jack <Bowen> <laughs> But I
0: loved, I loved the bit that it turned into. Uh, you played it along really well. I feel that we, we built a bit of the drama. Um, yeah. And we we pulled off what was a highly successful first episode of Jason Bauer, uh, and now we know where we're at. The hard That's out. The pilot. We have We've- the hard out, so we have maybe just a, just over an hour remaining, uh, and it is on the Eve 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 or Eve uh, Eve of, of the, the major. major. Yes, uh, I was just <laughs> counting the eaves. I think maybe I even miscounted
1: the eves. But yeah, it might be like the third Eve.
0: Yeah, there could be too many Eves. Well, the, I think Adam never had a problem with that. Hey, oh. A-O! <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no. That's some of anyway, our best work. The the Counter-Strike, the fucking Major, the Blast, Paris, sorry, Blast TV, Paris, CSGO, Major fucking it's Before it's we before
1: we goes but before we go balls deep into this, I just want to remind everyone of the the <laughs> blood oath we took in the previous episode.
0: To to say so what was uh, to yes, not the, talk no, about the format. No and, format. And I haven't no said anything about the format. I know. I just
1: want I just want to bring it up as a reminder that let's, you know, keep that keep the steering wheel averted from those topics.
0: I'm here to remind you that we have limited time, Jason. If you're gonna waste fucking words on Whatever that was, we're gonna have real strife. Um, the fucking major. Did you guys see this? Major. This um, HLTV coverage hub. Apparently, they had it for the last two majors as well. I only I only saw it for this one. It's fucking great. I, I don't, I know don't if think have seen this. That's really, I think really nice.
1: I don't think they had it like this nice and fancy.
0: Yeah, maybe oh. they did. I think so, but as well. I don't think.
1: I think it was just like more of like the standard HLTV look, but like a major landing page. I like the this look is of like this. a by the way line. for yeah this one looks clean for the listeners
2: yeah. it's hltv.org forward slash
0: major and you get this it's really nice yeah. but like um, yesterday I spent a lot of time uh, basically like most of my day just building out and going through different stuff around the major and the lead up to the major and like the event itself because normally when I look at these things I'm I'm more just focusing on. Um, like the Counter-Strike but I wanted to look into the things around it like where's the venue in the city what are the what are what are some of the restrictions for spectators coming in how are people going to be able to watch at home like what are the different ways that they could? what other ways can people be interactive like the fantasy or doing the pickems and all that kind of stuff so I was just looking into more general things but still things that I thought were interesting or core to the things that I'm interested in to do with the major and looking through a lot of the the there's so much information out there man like there's so much shit to consume people are putting stuff out there all the time Blaster putting out some some articles in the lead up to the Major like there's so many different ways that you can you can have that that um, simulator that the guy built like Major.ieb or whatever the fuck it is I'll, I'll get the yeah. URL later but the one where you can go and you can like simulate how uh, each stage is going to go you can do fantasy on HLTV you can do they've even built their own Pick'em's thing on HLTV um, you know there, there's so there's so much going on uh it just it it's it's curious, well but it used to just be the counter strike. Right? Yeah. Like remember how how bare well not bare bones, but we just have so many so many more frills now and everything's still free, which is kind of nuts. Um I don't know what we wanna talk about here exactly because for me the the narrative going into this major, like where we are in the counter strike competitive landscape As of April in 2023, is we have no clear world number one. Uh, We have a lot of teams who are equipped with the right pieces and are in striking distance to lift the major trophy. Um, We even have some some dark horse teams who, if the conditions are correct, could also be in that conversation, Uh, and some upset teams who showed some good counter-strike at the rmrs and now hungrier than ever to back it up and 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 stay at this level of cs uh, as we made the transition into cs2 uh, throughout the latter half of this year and going into next so for me it's like a really interesting time um in the counter-strike landscape i I don't know i don't know i've tried because i i don't know how you guys have been looking at it for me, I'm looking at it a little bit more broad. This major means a, a lot for people on an individual level, but it also means a lot for like the game and the scene and where we're at and, and the unknowing of what comes next. There's no real question there. <laughs> I'm just kind of yeah, skewing yeah, some yeah, of my just, thoughts
1: here. Just going. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's a fair way to put it. Um, I, I look at it, I'm kind of, I don't know. I, I don't think I've like really wrapped it up in a sense like that at the moment i i'm looking at it at the moment on a smaller scale of like a more individual level in terms of like who who are like the cool what are like the coolest stories around players coming into this major right and like i'm looking at it like with at the moment oh, just kind of focusing lot. on i like i mean for me i think there's like three big names that i that i kind of touch on which that all have a chance of, of in theory winning the major and kind of completing the csgo story and i don't know which one would be the coolest or most romantic story to have kind of a he- close head- out on a headline too. well there's there's nico one of the greatest riflers and players counter-strike has, has ever had across the entirety of csgo He's still looking for and his first major not
2: to win a major
1: yeah the greatest player so not it, to win a major wouldn't um you I would say Zaiwoo is up there as well. I don't know if I'd make him it's the greatest player in two to years. not win a major. But I would say Zaiwoo is another one that has a story, the chosen one, uh, you know, like, and, in, in, you know, the player who's been like one or two for the past three, three, four years. And like, where, you know, if he could win a major on the way out, like, that would be cool. And my other one would be Kadian over on Heroic and like the trials and tribulation that Kadian's had to go through throughout his career and not on the same scale as Zaiwoo and Nico in terms of, where he stands as an individual player within the legacy of the game but just like what a cool wrap-up it would be considering all the shit that he's had to deal with and battle through through his career so for me like those three individual players have like a really cool angle coming into the coming into the major
0: okay so you're a bit more attached to the the personal story there yanka where are your headlines like they could be anything but what what are your headlines looking at because i think that's probably a good way to try and summarize some thoughts here because we can always get into the minutia of the type of counter-strike and everything like that or the the issues plaguing them but there's normally you can normally summarize most of these these team's identity with uh, with a with a headline so what do you, what do you got
2: Um, i mean it's <laughs> it's pretty similar unfortunately right like it, it
0: well what about what about like faZe is do you think it's like this is a a breaking point for this roster of faZe if they you uh-huh. know like, or is this no. a free crack for FaZe because the pressures off like what what is the headline for FaZe?
2: Mm. I mean it's a bit it's a bit tough. I, I don't think you know if they let's say don't make the playoffs even I'm not really sure they would make changes to the roster. I mean they still just want we're, the- we're
0: going into a new game you know like you, there'll probably be some speculation uh, like some of the older boys who are having like kids and stuff retiring like it's raining well, I mean, that's, out, what's going on, you know, like there'll be those conversations. But
2: I think that's like regardless of the major. Sure, like if they end up winning the major, then you're probably not going to see that. Uh, that that really lowers the chance of that happening because it, you would feel a kind of silly or maybe that would be great. You know, maybe someone were carrying, he feels like a guy, like he would go out with a bang, right? Like he wins the major and then he retires or moves into coaching or something along those lines, right? Like go, go off with a bang. Go out with a bang. But um yeah, I mean it's a it's a little bit of a strange one for a lot of these teams. I think over the course of the last couple of RMRs, because you had G2 failing to qualify, now you have Cloud9, Astralis both times. VP. Think, yeah, VP the defending champions not gonna be there. Um I think a lot of these teams have realized through that how they need to play these games, even best of ones, even against underdogs. Right? um you know a lot of people were quoting cadian's interview at the rmr where he's saying you know there's there's people here who are you know came here not to lose and not to screw up and if that's your you know approach you're already one step behind which i think really was eye-opening for a lot of these top dogs maybe in a sense or at least for some of the players so i think there's going to be less upsets actually at this uh major because okay, i think that's interesting i think the playing field is like more even right like there's more good teams um and sure there's still best of ones but I, i i want to think that these good teams and these experienced players will actually play as that and play as favorites and and that they have learned what it means to you know be a favorite, and, and how you can u- use that to your advantage and not just let the pressure overwhelm you, but just accept
0: that the pressure is there and and rise to the occasion, so to speak. I feel that if we take a look right now, right? Like, if, if we look at the opening matches, the way it's worked out with some of it uh, has actually been beneficial, I would say. Like, the fact you get G2 Mongols as an opening game, but I think Mongols are the highest seed in that <laughs> situation. Or Monty right, like, FaZe. Right, yeah. Like, the, and I think that's, I think. Like when I look at these matchups, I can make good narratives around them for where these teams are at coming into the uh, challenger stage, right? Phase Monty. Okay, well, this here, I was also like looking at a bit of the veto stuff as well. I feel like this one's going to come down to like maybe ancient or mirage, because um, like anyway, regardless, the veto shit's unimportant. That bores a lot of people. Uh, but <laughs> you, you get. Um, it's not tournament formats. It's uh, <laughs> what
1: Whatever <laughs> you I'm want today. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. I'll leave the videos alone. No, but right. I think it's a, it's
0: like it'll show like kind of where phase is at coming into the the major against a, a, an underdog team who's playing a lot of Counter-Strike and performing pretty well. And it has a couple of really good like streaks on bogey maps right now. Like they have streaks on Ancient and Anubis right now. And they just play so much Counter-Strike. Like their map. Uh, comparison is, is crazy i mean boros they, they, they're, they're playing really well. a game
2: in in 10 minutes <laughs> it's like 9 yeah. 30 in the morning they're playing cct versus hobble
0: yeah so and boros played really well which i know is like a, um it's a double-edged sword like he might not back up that performance and he might get counted that was something the striker brought up last night to do with boros or um the other side is maybe he is just fucking nuts and he and he pops off again and has a strong and it's a best to one right so um, it'd be a good, good game if FaZe can, you know, just hold them back and, and put Monty away, or it'd be a nice, like start of the major campaign for Monty. If they can take a scalp like FaZe in a best to one opener, like that game right there already, you know, I, I've got, I've got, I've, I'm excited about it. It's, it's going to be, it's a defining, it's a defining map, like opening match because it's going to set the tone for how we expect their challenger stage to go. Right. That's normally what happens off the opening matches, Painful, domestic. Yeah.
1: Yeah, know? I don't know if I don't know if it would set the tone because I mean I always come into these. Ex- I always you play dumb, two of
0: ones in the first day, Jason, right? Like the, it short, yeah. the first but game. has I have to say to something set the tone. though. I have to talk about I, something. Yeah. Like I'm sorry, Jason.
2: Go ahead. Go on. It, well, it's just like I'm op- I'm looking at this page, during the HLTV page, right? And I see that by the schedule, so if everything goes according to plan, not a single delay, technical yeah. delay or anything of the sorts. Yeah. The game last game is scheduled at 11 p.m. local time.
0: Yeah, but they have allowed that is for an insane. hour and a half between each game, though. Yeah, which is unnecessary, probably. But but if they're running accelerated schedule, um, then it might be okay. But I, I see what you're saying. If they run to these set times, and the so and you would expect delays, there there will be there will be issues. And like, I I'm sure that.
2: For example, you see NIP mouse is scheduled at 4 p.m. So I'm sure the winner loser of that game will play at 11. So you could plan a little bit ahead of time and give your team a later start, right? But it's also the major. So, you know, everyone's going to be, you know, people are going to struggle to sleep the night before anyway. They're going to be up early at the practice room, you know, grinding deathmatch for 17 hours, right? Because everyone wants to be in, in top shape. But I think it's just... You're only talking about the glamorous
0: side, Yanko. You're not talking about the, you know, having the nervous shits or not being able to find anything <laughs> like nice to eat and feeling a bit hungry or the coffee tastes like dirt water. It's not what you're used to. Or it's
1: tea. <laughs>
0: or it's tea. You know, that, that you, you only painted the glamorous side. Well, Janko. that's like if
2: you're able to eat anything, which players might be, but coaches sometimes not so much. Um, but... Yeah, like, yeah. why isn't anyone like talking about? It? You know, Blast used to hate me when I was a coach, and with a good reason is because I was always like, you know, bringing shit up and asking questions, like, and trying to protect my players and my team. You know, like that's my job as a coach. I don't give a fuck about your schedule or viewer or like uh, your times for the best viewership. Like, I do, I do to some extent sympathize with it because I understand the industry and we're all trying like to to make it sustainable right but you are making well, me play at 11 p.m in the evening when i already played the one day before like that influence that impacts your ability to you know compete well, at
0: a it, high I, level I, I, so
2: i would be like you know why is this why don't we start at 11 instead of 11:30 because you can't start it i mean 10 a.m is i think a bit too early for Today is like the way the the scene is operating. Like to schedule the first game at ten, you know, you have Uh-oh. to wake up at Careful. seven or seven thirty. What?
1: There's been it's some issues the, with people complaining 10 about ten a.m. matches. Yeah, we know, we yeah. know yeah, all yeah. about
2: that. Yeah, that's why I'm saying. So you know, you know, you kind of have to on the on the first day start at eleven, really, and then put an hour and fifteen minutes in the schedule. Like even the fifteen minutes when you do it times eight, it's going to be two hours, right? So if a game is scheduled at nine in that in that sort of a scenario instead of 11 that's fine because even if it's you know some shit happens technical delays there's, there's always issues of on day one with the though, client right? and valve and like whatever the update that's the night before for the major I don't know uh, Yeah, there's always tech delays with right? that update so there? So, right so then like major. with the delays it gets to 10 10:30 which is like still sucky but now with the delays you might go past midnight you know and you're playing like a 1-0 game let's say or up, even worse a 0-1 uh, zero zero one. One game w- against like a underdog team perhaps if you're the favorite or whatever and you know you're you're maybe not in your top shape and all of a sudden you're 0 and 2 and you have to win three best of three just to make it into the next stage. Like I'm I'm just surprised that people but is that no one is write, commenting like we're, but we're sp- no co- no one said something like at least that's what I say if you're having issues like people had at the RMR, some were vocal about it, some weren't I would put a message in like the chat to the admins or to whoever saying like even though i probably know they can't do anything about it but i wanted to i want there to be a record of me like bringing this shit up because if you don't bring it up at the time you don't really have a right to complain after the fact like why didn't you bring it up and then you bring it up and they say well we can't do anything about this because yada 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 and you're like well that's
0: bullshit but okay and then you can say hey they just told me it can't be changed but is the like, because is the problem just more that it's too many games in a day?
1: Yeah, it's way too many games in a day. Like it's, I yeah. mean, there's 16 games being played on day one.
0: Yeah, and then you're either on the edge of elimination for day two, or you're on the edge of qualification. You know, for and day also two, the, right? the the break between the last game
2: of round one and the first game of round two doesn't need to be two and a half hours. Put it like. Uh, well, actually, yeah, it's the uh, once the it, game's it, it end, it's an hour they have and a so, half, they have but, redraw, but, yeah. but make it 30 minutes less. I mean, about the redraw lasts five seconds, <laughs> you already know the thing, right, pretty much. I guess it and depends also on the what teams- their
0: setup is, and as well, like there's a lot of factors that play into the length of the day, right? Because if uh, all of these games go like smoothly, there's no tech issues, everything just gets set up and it goes, and they're running an accelerated schedule, then you can run that day easy peasy. Because it's not going to take an hour and a half per best of one time slot. That An hour and a, an hour and a half for best of one time slot is when the game is going the 30 rounds it's- or going the OT, right? Or you have tech issues. And if you have both, right? If you have the tech issues and the long game, then that's where you get the, the delays in the day. And, but yeah, you are right, Janko. There are, there are traditionally issues on day one um, more than any other day, right? That's the day that production has more issues and everything gets getting ironed out. So maybe just from that standpoint alone, it would make more sense just to have one set of the best of ones on the first day. Uh, I, but that's the problem. They don't want to expand. But then you do a
1: best of one and a best of three on the second day, right? Which you'd probably have, you'd have to make it up somehow. Well,
0: you do that
2: regardless, but... I mean, like, for the same team. He's, he's saying yeah. adding, adding, f- yeah. adding... Listen, uh, to be honest, man, more of with ones. the format and the best of ones... Oh,
1: we've done we, it. We've walked into format. No,
2: no, I, no. I'm just going to say, like, Playing two best of ones on the same day, it adds a level of excitement, right? Like where a lot of teams, you know, you're like oh,
0: it is pretty exciting. Greyhound yeah. is
2: two and O oh after like day one. What how can they like, make it? Yeah, how yeah. did how did you, can they win now? You know, we had that with Bate who was 2-0 in the best of ones, couldn't qualify for the major. We had Ants zero and two make it into the major. Like it, it provides some nice narratives and provides an, a level of excitement. You know, so I'm I'm okay. With that, I don't I don't mind it as much. And you had, Can I just and you have say to play two games a day in other tournaments. I like have to play two best of threes if you're in this one group at DSL tournaments, you know. So so it's not like it's completely
0: uncommon for th- for teams. The r- the record needs to show that I didn't bring up the format <laughs> conversation, Jason. I want the officially uh, adjudicator. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll make a note I need of the that books. to be noted. I need that to be noted that I did not not bring up that format conversation. Um, so yeah,
2: just wanted to bring that up because stuff like that used to really bother me, you know, and the problem was like, no, it's, it it's was, fair. You know, it's just, I just hope, you know, I am expecting this to be, not to have issues like at the America and Asia RMR, right? I'm not expecting that to happen. But if I was a coach and I come to, to play, right? And they tell me you're setting up here and you're playing against this team who just played a game, and they didn't move from their PCs, I would not play until they have to move. Like, unplug all their shit. Like, they should play where you told me to play, and I should go set up at their station. I know they're trying to save time, and but it's unfair that you play against a team who's already all set up the players and could be playing fucking aimbots all the time, like, their players could be warming up, like, it's, it's... They have an unfair advantage. I would say, no, you have to make them unplug all their shit and go through the setup again because that's also fucking boring, you know, going in and setting up your NVIDIA settings and the monitor settings and doing all that, like, you know, there's a process before you're like all set up plugging in your shit before you're ready to play why should my players have to go through it and their players not in the meantime they can still just warm up i don't want to have to think about and then i get into the game and i'm 50
1: five, five down because did we have this conversation privately
0: or did we have this on the podcast like 2 weeks ago i don't remember everything's a blur no, it's right probably right a little
1: now. bit of both i but think i've had this conversation with yanko a couple yeah, me times too. But
2: i won't go on for too long i'm just saying like i'll, I'll, end, no, I'll i the mean, end around here but that's basically just Stuff like that, man. For me, it's a big deal, and I, th- I think, if you're a coach or a manager or whatever, like, obviously you want to put your team in the best possible spot to win, right? Without obviously cheating and doing some shady shit. And I don't think this, this, this falls under that. It's just trying to make it fair, right?
1: Yeah, you're not, you're not wrong. It's just I think we're just, in, it's like a product of of how this, uh, the schedule and how everything has to kind of play out. But I mean, this is a schedule that's obviously built for best case scenario. You know, like it's it's built saying nothing's going to go wrong, which is always uh, which is always a little bit a little bit nerve wracking. I mean, I don't I don't know without adding a day, I don't really know. I don't think there's any kind of good solution, right? Because you'd have to add days to each each
0: thing. So that's that's the problem, right? Like I don't I don't know. I just think as long as the the integrity, right, is, is like kept to the highest degree. Like I, from what you're saying, Yanko, that falls under that for me, right, in the sense that we, we added in all of these like checks and balances. When you were a coach, Yanko, they, they took your phones off you, right? They put them in a – yeah. what, what's this with – Are players a getting box. their phones back between fucking – between maps? I was, no. am, I, am I seeing that? I swear I've been seeing some of that. Like between no. maps, players have been getting their phones back.
1: There was some of that at the Americas RMR during the tech issues. Players were getting their phone back, but I don't think that's meant to be something consistent, which should also never happen, but yeah. I think that was one of the products of the inexperienced admin crew in Mexico. I don't I don't know I what think happened. If I'm, in Asia. if I'm
2: leaving the, like the playing area if we're going outside to talk, I can ask. I remember asking for my phone once or twice to go through my notes but then as soon as i get back to the pcs i i i give it
1: back uh it happened in in rio as well at the last major didn't it that cuz that was the whole tweet controversy with uh with dexter that that popped chat off was he got his phone back during the tech delay uh
0: well yeah but he needs his phone back to get in steam but then using it to like tweet or gotcha. whatever right like that's yeah. obviously a a, a yeah. different use case for it um but i but no I, they, they shouldn't be yeah well, yeah, I, but there's like other things that, that we have in place at these events as well that just need to make sure that they're up, upheld as well, right? Like not having any internet access to the PCs and just all of those things that play into all of this. And that's on the level that the people at home don't really see, right? Unless you go and you read the, the rule book. Because I remember like, I'm, I, I don't know if this is still done. Um, I guess I can check it on GitHub if it's in the Valve rule book. But like metal detectors, here we go, it is. Stage integrity. Equipment, the TO will prevent players from bringing any electronics, uh, pages, cell phones, et cetera, aside from permitted gaming peripherals, mouse, keyboard, et cetera, to the competition area by employing a metal detector security detail at the entrance. See, like, that, that stuff right there, we put these things in place so that the sanctity and purity of the matches is, is uh, kept to I its mean, highest. The DSL right? is, taking, this is taking, like, my watch, which is analog, like, so they're really, like, you know... Yeah. Well, this year, this here is for this is the major one here. So, I I don't remember uh, if it's been when it's been done last. I, I don't know if I saw it.
1: It's I, been done for a while now. They get they, there's not like an actual metal detector you walk through, but the players get the ha- the wands, right? Yeah, when they're when they're walking up on stage.
0: I guess you probably yeah you would be doing
1: but
2: it behind um, the stage, wouldn't you? How about some headlines for who's gonna fail?
0: Who's gonna okay? Fail? Who's gonna fuck up like the major? I you don't know like who's going to be this, this year's this year's phase I don't really have that angle on any of the teams here obviously someone is there's going to be upsets but no. the, the thing is but like what do we the ass, to be?
2: a big <laughs> fart from the North American squad the thing, <laughs> the thing with it is like a lot of that we're just so. kind
0: of basing it on um, like everything is just based off of recent form right there can be a little projection and speculation there's gonna be different head-to-head matchups that are gonna determine like how certain games are gonna go, but I don't know. Like I, I'm not looking any at anybody here and going, yeah, these guys are just gonna fail. Like I think everybody has different levels of success. So for like teams like G2 and FaZe, well, for them not making it to the playoffs, that would be probably considered a failure, right? But for somebody like Greyhound, winning a game or two and being on the edge of making it to Legends uh, and maybe not and just missing is probably still as sad as it sounds, a win, right? Like it's a small win, but it's considering how bad things have been going. It well, it, it it's it's better than where they're at. For NIP to make it to the legend stage, that'll feel like par for the course for the team, right? But um, you're probably wanting them to go a bit further and be a little bit more competitive. Will they? Uh, the the jury's still okay. out on that, right? I think this could be like a defining tournament for Mao's if they have another another bit of a stinker. Um if they if they struggle again i think that maybe you could expect some stuff going over at the, the mouse camp i i don't know i've kind of fallen fallen out of favor with with mouse in recent times they just don't seem to do it for me
1: it's just they're they're not on the rise right like we they had like that grace period where we were kind of trying to figure out what their ceiling is it's kind of like the the yeah, like well, I've now had different kind of periods know. with them though. They were like right. in the
0: beginning, it was like okay, so they tried to play like a certain style. Then they they seemed very like default heavy when they had some of these younger kids coming in in the beginning. I was like, all right, fair enough. They're just gonna, you know, get them through the the basic levels of understanding of how they want to deploy these defaults and all the reactions off of it. Then they changed things up a bit. Um, then they changed a the player. Right, there's obviously the whole exertion situation. And then they had some like decent runs, but nothing nothing crazy, like nothing that we're really we're really getting too excited about. I don't know. Is that harsh? Is that being
1: mean? No, Mal's is a little bit of a weird one for me too. Um Yeah. But I mean I, I have them I would I think anything less than playoffs for them is is a failure, to be honest with you. I think playoffs at the last major, I think with their expectations, I think it should be top eight for sure. I don't know if I put, I'm not putting them as any kind of a lock, but I mean, that's a team that, that I think that the goal has to be a deep run into the playoffs.
0: There's just so many teams here, though. The only teams that we're missing who are in the top 10 are Cloud9 and VP. And then the only other big name teams in my mind that we're missing are Big, Astralis, and Spirit. Outside of that, the Major's not missing. That's a lot of names, I know, but we're, we have basically all the top dogs here. It's just it's one of these events that I'm going into and I'm looking at and obviously it's all exciting it's a major everything it's going to be great it always is but it it I don't know the more I'm thinking about it the the weirder the vibe is I I think is I said this last night on HLTV confirmed that do you guys think this is a harsh sentiment and it's not meant to be like I I understand that the play style that these teams are running um, that it has a place and that it makes sense and that it it is good sound Counter Strike. But not having like slow VP uh, and Cloud Nine at the major, do you think that's going <laughs> to change the the viewing experience of obviously of matches that they'd be in? But I wonder how much of an impact that's going to have in the overall uh, Counter Strike we watch. If it's going to be a bit of a tone shift,
1: I'm not. I don't think the Cloud Nine not being there is that that huge of a deal in that sense. I think VP is the really the really hard one or the one that really kind of changes point. things. Yeah, VP well, wasn't and, and playing so much like, major. And, like, but also not, like VP not
2: as much as after the change, and not as much as Cloud9, and that's why they won the major. Yeah. I feel like
1: VP was is a team more than any other team that like forced teams to play into their play style, into that uncomfortable slow, creepy pace that like teams were really uncomfortable with it. Like I, I don't think teams, I don't. Cloud9 did never gave me off that same vibe. VP more than anyone was like, we win because we force you to play our game. The problem also so without for, them, for those teams wasn't their T the side saves. as
2: much
0: as their CT side. It was the saves. Yeah. Yeah. The, save, the saves is the, is the killer, right? Like that's, the,
2: I the, think that's though, the thing
0: that adds a lot of time to games. Something that I think some teams make a mistake of, like I'm, I,
2: I saw that graphic with like maps played in 2023 by teams attending the major. And Monty, which is like the highest team with 163 maps, they have four times more maps played than Mouse, which is the lowest team with 34 maps this year. And that's a mistake from Mouse, to be honest. To not that's play a lot of more turns, they should have played in
0: more online shit.
2: Absolutely, a team like Maos, a hundred percent because their players are inexperienced to begin with. <laughs> you know, like they just need more reps <clears throat> against anyone. I'm sure they they didn't expect to go out so early in Rio, and where also in Katowice. they also didn't like do that great. Um, in in Pro League, they went out in the first round of playoffs, I think, the first playoff game they played, or maybe the second one. So I'm sure they expected to maybe have a, a bit more games at some of these tournaments, but when that doesn't happen, I think, you know, you should play some of these tournaments, whether it's Brazy or any of the, these, like, online tournaments. On one side, like, the prize pools are up in these tournaments, so you might win some nice little extra cash for yourself.
0: Nice for but, Cloud9 now. Uh, what's that, 300 grand or something in a couple of weeks with online tournaments?
1: Yeah, between the yeah. bad boom thing well, and they crazy, got, what, it's like 300K. 30,000 for winning and or, fir- or something some like that. And the
2: first place for Katowice and Cologne is 400K. So, <laughs> you know, you basically made close to that in a couple of online tournaments. Yeah. But I think it also, you know, you get official reps, and I'll tell you from, you know, doing this brazy tournament. To, sorry about that. That's all right. Should, that's uh, that that.
0: sounded like a very nice mode of motorcycle.
2: But you get. Uh, like, the Counter-Strike is obviously not the same as on LAN. Like, it's it's more messy and and whatnot. But it's still, like, probably get better p- practice than in actual scrims.
0: That's true. Uh, so
2: you learn more, I feel like. And also playing against some of these underdog teams, man, especially when it comes to the major, you need to know how to play against a team like Gamer Legion or Apex or Monty, right? Or One Win or, oh, he's coming back. They made a U-turn right it's um, all right it's, so you know it's
0: it's a it's an early morning alarm
2: yeah it's like you're doing this at 10 a.m piece of shit um but yeah i feel like it would benefit some of these teams to do it sure also for young teams especially like i see you know g2 is not far off only eight maps more than than miles but you know and they have
0: won Katowice.
2: yeah and and that <laughs> and it's like a but they're a different lineup with you know different things and uh, I'm I'm sure it's not going to affect them as much. You know, them and and liquid are there. They also skip Rio, both of them. Then you have, phase and vitality there. Well, you know, obviously they didn't really even have the time to play anything else when you look at their schedule and the travel and all all of this this stuff. So, I think something to look for for these teams, is probably like getting more reps. I think it it helps teams like, ants for example that they do it every now and then. Um, even though they didn't do great in, in the Brazy tournament, you know Nerds has to play for me. But that's the risk.
0: That, that's the risk. The ego can be hurt pretty easily, though. That's like one of the things, right? Like a couple of bad losses. Like, I, maybe Counter Strike players are a bit more mentally tough these days than they used to be, but you know, there is some moody motherfuckers out there. Like I, I, I feel that it's not that. There is people as person, people as persons. People as competitors, like uh, when you're in this like highly strung environment, not everybody operates in a good sense. And some of these things, it can like taint or change the way that you're taking fights or like your confidence to push through a smoke or take a swing. Like I know we, we, we talk about confidence in Counter-Strike. It's one of these harder things to kind of quantify. But the way that I've been looking at it is it's, it's like taking, this is why the cliche of, oh, yeah, you're just got to play your own game. Yeah, when I feel like trying to extrapolate that in my head, I'm thinking, okay, so they're meaning like taking their timings, like they're setting the tempo. They're the one who are like calling for the flashes. When they see a piece of utility, like they're reacting to it, they're not being like bullied and pushed around by it. That's kind of what I, I feel in, in that kind of a vibe. And if that gets shaken because you, you know, you're nerds and you play with ping online from Israel in a tournament and you get bodied and you go to land and you're, you know, feeling a little bit off, that, that's not great. Now, I don't think that'll happen with nerds because that's not what happened when we saw him play. Um, the RMRs and stuff, anyway. But it's it's more of a, a broader example. I uh, do. Uh, players. Do you think players are still like that today? That they can still get shaken that easily?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think I think they they can easily be a mess. And I mean, I think more than anything, I think that there's just the, the team, the team environment. I think is the biggest thing. Like, I think teams that come in shaky after a loss are not all that confident, like that's when you see most, th- those are the teams where you see like the individual collapses because the mood in the environment, the mood in the team, the environment in the team isn't set up in a way to like sustain individual people through those kind of tough stretches. And yeah. I think that's more when you see players kind of collapse, it isn't necessarily that they're weak individually, it's that the vibe within the team is so poor that there's not anything to kind of hold them up emotionally through a tough stretch of a match or of a series.
0: Yeah, this is what makes it difficult, right? Because if you go in like with the way that you would traditionally approach a game, there's a, this guy like more often than not is gonna find you this like opening kill in this strat or in this round, or you know, your AWPA is gonna find that opening, he's gonna win that that opening exchange or whatever. When that doesn't happen as well, like you need to start finding other options or, you know, like that. that and it's
1: easy, It goes easy, a lot of I different think- ways. And it's easy when a game's going bad th- during those like tough moments and those collapses for you to like kind of slip into as a player, like you know, I experienced it when I was coaching Liquid of just like, oh, here we go again. Like, you know, the team is, you know, we're not communicating and this is the same issues we've been dealing with for two months and it's rearing its head again and like you just kind of fall into it's just what you said with like utility. You do you fall into like not reacting and not controlling situations and not actively trying to problem solve inside the server. You're just kind of going through the motions because you're like yep we've we've hit this this little streak again where we're just going to play like shit and that's just the way it is the way it's been for the past month for the last two events and you stop actually playing the game is is the phrase i always had for it right like if you're just going through the motions you're not actively playing the game you're just kind of there yeah it's like sometimes people are coasting
0: a bit right like you do the prac and the dry runs and the theory and you call like and you come up with these certain things but you still need to be like um, energetic about the way you do it. Like you can't just go into things like, like uh, you look at Counter-Strike right now. There's so many different like opening moves and variations of smoke walls and ways that you need to block areas. And if you're playing like in a retake position and you, uh, like you, you have to surge into the site to try and get a kill to just stop them from taking two mass to save. Like there's the the amount of choices that I think the players have to make these days, is a whole lot more than it ever used to be. Like, it's not as um, blunt caveman Counter-Strike as it was, like, a, a decade ago by yeah. any means.
1: and so many, like, individual opportunities for players to have, like, an impact. Like, how do you, do you want to, like, utilize this little one-way? Are you going to try and challenge the gap of the smoke? Or are you going to try and challenge around the edge of it? Like, what have you looked into in terms of your opponent? But you can very easily just kind of fall into, oh, you know what, fuck it, my role in this tactic is to just turn the corner when the flash comes, and, like, you're not actively trying to do anything as an individual yeah
0: yeah i guess that creativity is a is a big thing that plays into the to the approach of the game as well um do we want to yeah i don't know the thing this is the problem i have with the major like conversation is the prediction stuffer is really boring because pickums don't tell the story in the way that the story like should be told it's broad stroke. You're looking at like a section of teams. You've got 16 teams and essentially you need to pick, have nine, nine things picked, a 3-0, a 0-3 and seven teams that you think are going to make it through. But like for me, when I look at it, I think there's more interest in the head-to-head and like the veto between the two teams and that whole story. Because and I know, I know, I don't know if his video is actually boring. You got to tell me to shut the fuck up. But seriously, for the FaZe versus Monty game, for example, Monty are like, unless that changes today, right? They're on a, a streak on uh, Mirage and they're on a streak on uh, Ancient and Anubis. Is that right? Yes. Is, like just reading that seems crazy. And I understand that their level of opponent isn't always the tier one big boys but like they have confidence on those type of maps they have they have like some pieces that we we know right like LMBT is the coach of this team we know like he's he's done sound work in the past uh you look at some of the some of the pieces in the team like uh SDY he wasn't performing poorly on Navi I wouldn't say you know like he was just kind of doing doing his job um now he's on this this Monty team and I guess they're Ride or Die by Waro2k and Boros, really. But-
1: It's Boros's birthday today. Oh. Happy, Happy birthday, Happy Boros. birthday, Boris. dude. Yeah, that's, that's Live long nice. and pros- prosper.
0: But this is where like <laughs> looking at this this matchup is interesting to me, like seeing how this kind of a game would go. Boros is like a guy who wants to aim map and FaZe are the type of team that would like happily oblige for that, right? Boros is very aggressive. Um, you've got an orping in-game leader You know, going up against Carrigan, obviously that's going to be a a very difficult game for him to call. How good's the game plan going to be? I think, as I said earlier, the map may be Ancient or Mirage, which are still maps that Monty have streaks on. But Faze have to ban Vertigo. They probably don't want to go to Anubis. Um, Seems seems a bit like risque. Uh, Monty probably remove Overpass and Nuke and Inferno. So, I, I think if you look at an Ancient Mirage opening matchup. Monty are in the conversation to be able to snatch that one away. Like for me, I would look at that game and I would say, Well, it's still still you say yeah or no? No. Okay. No. Tell me why. I think like well because I feel like Faze will be
2: pretty good at this at this major, but I also think, you know, a team like Monty obviously playing a lot of games has its drawbacks too. Like with so many officials all the time, you don't really
0: have you're showing a lot of the playbook and you don't have yeah, time a lot to necessarily of money to, add to, new things.
2: To practice, right? And just change things. And um, also, you're playing a lot of games against lower tier opponents who don't play in the same way. Like just the players are not as patient. There's a lot more aggression, over peaking, which you are punishing perhaps. And then you play against Rops, who's not going to peak you until like the last two seconds. And he's obviously going to be more patient than you. And And, you know, you have to play against a different style of of opponent. Um and sure the pro of it is you play so many games that and against so many different opponents and styles that probably in those officials you played against fast, slow teams, passive, aggressive, uh he- strat heavy, default heavy, right? And you've had to have, if you want to win, a way to play against all these styles. So probably going to be pretty good at sort of adapting on the fly and switching things up and calling. Um, but there's a reason why tier one teams are tier one and players you know they they come up with stuff and have things they have these small little plays and moves that uh some of these lower tier teams just haven't seen they don't use right especially when you play against them when you're on the t side and and the tier one team is on the c t side like individually the players with their you know defensive smokes and and some little trick plays that they have.
0: They I think, can. Yanko, the question would be, right, because what you're building and saying here is that Faze are going to have more, right? That, that's in, in the higher level of Counter-Strike, Faze are going to have more. But I think this is the, the question that the general pundit would, would want to ask you in this scenario is what have Faze shown you lately that keeps them as the favorite over Monty for you? One pro
2: league.
0: Okay, so and, the, and, and the, I recent, mean, the recent the I mean, trophy.
2: I mean, obviously, you know, there's not much there in terms of results, but what are they playing compared to Monty? I mean, you put Monty in these tournaments, their last place four times out of five, you know, realistically speaking, in best of threes. So. Yeah, but yeah. this is
0: a best of one. That's the problem. Yeah, right? FaZe
2: had to go through the last chance qualifier, but they fucking got it done. They still came back against Cloud9, knocked them out, who are a, they, a really, really good team, <coughs> uh, lifted the trophy in. Uh, Pro League and sure, Rio was a, a stumble, but they lost to Vitality in the end, who won the whole tournament. And this was after everything at, at uh, the RMR. And we've heard from twists I like think... how exhausted he is and whatnot. And they're also fucking phased, dude. <laughs> you know,
1: I think, I think too, like this. I saw a tweet this morning, I'm trying to find out I can't remember who me, put no, it out. me. Give,
2: give, give, you tell me why do you think SDY and uh, fucking them. Damq and Krasnall are going to beat Rain, Rops and Brocky. It's up to you to make that argument. Not for me to tell you why FaZe will beat Monty.
0: Well, I don't I don't think Monty will win, but I think that Monty have a pretty good chance to win. Right? Like I it's think that it's not Who has a higher chance cut. to win?
1: He's hyping up the game yeah, he's, he's trying to make you yeah, feel like this broad broad is a close cast, affair,
0: you know. No, but, <laughs> I, but but, but I, I think that I think that it matters how like close it's going to be and the fact that it, like i think monty have a chance to win that's what i'm saying like if they play if they play a map like mirage you play against a team who's just got like just reps on this map is just playing all the time these this is one of the factors of this i understand that they don't have the uh, same experience level and whatnot but the stakes of this i assume it's just going to be like the normal booths for groups right like i literally have no idea what anything at the major is going to look like but normally in these type of stages it's not like a there's not a stage or anything it's just yeah, of course um, the the pressure is on phase in that matchup. Yes, and then when I look at it being Ancient or Mirage, which are maps that Monty, I know as you're saying, like you they're playing against lower caliber opponents, but it's maps that they're going with a lot of confidence in and the playstyle of the way that these two teams could match up in terms of, you know, having some strong individual riflers. Uh, it could be one of those explosive more mid-roundy clutch heavy types of games which if it gets there that's where i'm going to start to favor phase right they should be better in the clutch they should be better to to close out the the 3v3s or the 3v2s like those are the situations that they want to put themselves in but i think that like with the with the work and the hunger of a team like monty and some of the potential of the players that it's like a 60-40 game <laughs> it's Ooh, a 75-25 game dude. Well, we're allowed to disagree, but of, of course, no, no
2: think,
0: disagreements. Of course, we are. I think that, like the it's it's definitely not the future's not clear for phase. They don't come in with like a clean slate, going. This is just like strong phase because it's not. This is a phase that right winning winning pro league and then having a hard time at the at the RMRs, right. Like they they almost didn't make it to the major. They almost did a G two or what is now known as a cloud nine. That that's mm-hmm. a, a possibility that we almost live in, right? So there's not a lot of strength in the FaZe name as of right now, right? But Yeah, there's not
1: the same fear as there was like going into Rio last year.
0: No, like I I don't look at any of these teams like giants that can't be toppled. It's the same with Vitality. It's the same with G2. Like I think if you put those two names up against Monty, I'm giving you the same type of a conversation. But then I think if you put like a Monty up against, I don't know, like a Navi, or a Cloud9, they probably have a harder time. I think they just like would would have a more difficult time in a matchup like that. I mean, yeah, I'd say that for every team. Of course, anyone can beat anyone. To be fair, I'm looking at this here. They beat Monty, beat Cloud9 at the fucking RMRs. So just take it all back. They beat him on Mirage. <laughs> best of one on Mirage, 16 9. 9? Yeah, 16 9. Yeah. So that ain't bad. It's cloud
2: nine: Now you're coming whenever around Whenever you Yanko. have
0: expectations,
2: they disappoint you whenever <laughs> you don't have expectations, they surprise you like that's just I, cloud nine I
1: love the arc that nine. I love the arc that Yeko is coming around on Cloud 9. finally Finally, finally over What the do you mean? <laughs> he had his whole girlfriend situation. Uh-huh. Where he was like, he was like, you know, I think they're actually in a, in a pretty good place right now. They're going to be coming around. I think they're figuring it out, how to kind of deliver these big moments. And then they've just shit the bed at the RMR. Yeah, but that's
2: the thing, you know. <laughs> that's, that's the thing. No, it's like she's still a psycho. Like, you, you, you
1: can't keep crazy. <laughs> yep. so. You're like, yep. Oh, I'm reminded why I didn't want to be with her in the first place. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> and now they won Brazy Party so yeah they went crazy for it they so went three hundred thousand dollars like, like the last you know, month it's
2: a different hair color it's not pink anymore
1: it's blue <laughs> yeah, yeah but
2: what? i mean i get what you're saying chad it's just like mm, i don't know i just there, there's a reason why these teams are better than them and the reason why upsets happen a lot of the times is because favorite teams don't play up to their level they start playing like shit they do inexplicable things in games and one of the biggest problem is you know, Faze plays against... And Faze would play against Monty as if they're playing Na'Vi. Monty is not fucking Na'Vi. And you need to be aware of that coming into the matchup. How these teams... How these players will, will act in the clutches. That they will probably overpeak you in a clutch, in a post-plant, right? The guy will search for the kills. You know? Oh... Or they won't be as patient, or whatever it is that you think about this team. It's a, unexpected. If it's, a, peaks. if it's a different lineup, they might be overly patient and too slow, and you just need to sort of bully them a little bit in those after plants and go for a faster retake. I mean, that's why what Cloud Nine was doing to Vitality on Inferno in Rio on the CT side, which is not Cloud Nine style, and Vitality was pretty surprised by it, and that's what pretty much won Cloud Nine Inferno. You know, just just that little you know change in their approach. So that's why I'm saying I think I'm hoping that these teams have seen that by now and felt it on their own skin and will come into the games and say, hey, we don't want a repeat of this game or that game. And they're going to be prepared better for some of these matchups. And if that's the case, if Faze plays their B game, right, maybe even C plus game, but let's say B minus game against Monty, it's like 16-9, 16-10. You know, unless Monty is playing like the best CS of their life, then it's an overtime win for Faze. That's how it's supposed to be.
1: In theory, yes. Of yeah. Well, I to mean, India.
0: I'm. I'm interested. It's so interesting that you're taking such a hard line. Like, I think that's so curious. Like, you're you're basing it off of pedigree and them showing up, which recent history doesn't tell us. Like. I find that, like, this is why it's easy for me to sit here and go, yeah, like 60-40, because what about, like, I know how good FaZe can be, but what have they done? Like, I, Pro League was a month ago now. Like, that's a, that's a, a long time ago in, in Counter-Strike. Like, G2 winning Katowice, that, that factors into, like, the longer conversation as with these contender names, right? Like, the teams who have picked up trophies in the last six-plus months. Those are those are the teams who like we're talking as contenders going into this because we have so many different splits of teams, but it's like I, I don't know I feel that these teams like nine like Monty they came through and they they qualified and they beat some like decent names so and in this environment I, I think that they're they're favored so it's it's when I say favored uh, I mean they have favorable conditions for them to be able to to succeed um I don't think they're favored to win the 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 matchups. They're still the underdogs, um, but they have favorable conditions to be able to pull off that upset. But you just have like a hard line that you think Faze will just take him to school. Yeah. Like what? Where? Where does? I, I don't know. I guess you you can't really. It's kind of like a blind faith. Because uh, the confidence for it's it, not like, a, it's you, not you, you,
2: blind faith. But you're looking at the last three months. I'm looking at the last five years. <laughs> you know, for example, right? Like. But what's, I, I, I don't understand Boros, yeah he's playing great he's not fucking twists
0: but I, we already know like he upsets can be, and majors prob- happen right like this is why it's such a such like i have having a hard time with the, with the hard line
2: I know but why do the why do the upsets happen because well, teams teams lose. Why do they lose? Why do favorites? Well lose there's a lot underdogs? there's a lot of like, there's a lot of factors. If you look at the underlying reasons for it, I don't think those things will factor in as much this time around as they did the previous couple of majors. What this could is age there
0: so poorly uh, for you though, Janka. Yeah, I don't
2: care, <laughs> it's my opinion, dude. Like I'm not I'm not here to give like a hot take or anything. I know, like, but it's not better than any like science. Some, some, some it's better than like happen.
0: religion. There's like no science to like what you're saying. It's all it's all like faith.
2: Yeah, but there's and, also but that, that's the same thing that you're saying. It's all based on faith. What you're going to tell teams me that monty got more reps. Monty's result history, right? against evil geniuses, Nexus, Astralis, Talent, iNation, Big Academy, LDLC. Uh, now you have like Force, Cloud Nine, ends from the from the RMR Spirit Academy, Big Academy, Ecstatic, Shapito, Honoris... Uh, there's a win against nine there in a the best of five. One win, Saw, Paloma, Apex, Spirit Academy, Sangal, Apex, Heat. These are the heavy hitters that, that's giving you confidence. But they
0: be Cloud9. All
2: right. Cloud9.
0: We all Great. think Cloud9 should be at the major, right?
2: Yeah, man, but Cloud9 is also known to choke. Like, that's not a, a massive surprise to me. Sure, of course, I would have favored Cloud9 in the matchup, but whenever you expect something of them... That's it. Like that's where they end up disappointing you. Yeah. On their, you know, chat on on their Mirage against Heroic in the two zero game, they won three rounds on T side. Yeah, but they're wanting the did. best
0: of three. We're talking best of ones.
2: Yeah, but it's their best map. <laughs> you know, like you said, it's like you said, it's gonna come down to Mirage or Ancient, right? So yeah.
0: Well, there's a there's probably a third option, but it, one of those two, by the looks of things. Depending. Definitely no Vertigo. You
2: know, SDY had three kills on T-side.
0: Oh, that's very much so, less than ideal.
2: So, like, I'm just telling you, right? Like, that's why I feel like, yeah, they're, they're playing great in the Tier 2, Tier 3 scene. Uh, a lot of reps. There's some good players. in there. They're not a bad team, obviously, since they, they're the highest seed in the challenger stage. Right? But I can't put them... They were 19-9 and nine in first kills in that game that they lost. 16-12 to Heroic. You know, like, there's a there's a massive gap between Monty and FaZe. It's not a 60-40 game. The best of one or no best of one. Even against nine, if FaZe was playing, which I value higher than Monty, yeah, don't give them Vertigo. Fucking, <laughs> and then that's, you know, you, you ban Vertigo, Nuke, and Anubis if you're FaZe, and you won the, 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 the game.
1: That's it that's it most likely. <laughs> well there are uh there are some other matches in this in this challenger stage if, if you guys would uh if we've if we've got to the final final statements ted is so just like, like fucking shell <laughs> yeah, my, we, we spent like we spent like half half an hour on monty phase i think we've gotten to the the end of the road i don't think you guys are going to agree i mean on you this can one.
2: translate that to a lot of other
0: games right exactly yeah. that's why there's probably no point us talking about any of like liquid apex it, it's not even being human it's just <laughs> this team is, is more experienced <laughs> and they're just gonna win there's not like even a conversation that's no, literally I'm not saying, it's like I'm what the fuck
2: I'm not saying that they can't uh, of course Monty can win they they can absolutely beat. Beat why are we
0: why are they even here let's just like get them out of the event like there's no point even having them here like <laughs> what, what i'm are not we, saying what that. are we talking about i'm not like, saying we,
2: that i'm just saying that phase is a bigger favorite in the matchup phase is the lowest seeded team that had to think. qualify
0: through a last chance qualifier that's or, that's the only so thing what, in recent dude? history it's we have qualifier. to talk about other than phase bombing out of rio and saying we're tired who do you
2: think has higher chances to win the thing phase or Monty?
0: Phase, but when we're breaking it down into best of one games, the opening game of the you're not you're basically painting this in like a vacuum. In a vacuum, no, you're also talking, should win but Chad, of course. Talking about but the, we're not in okay, a vacuum. Okay,
2: so it's an opening game where Phase has been boot camping for a week. They know what you know about the veto, right? They can heavily prepare for this game. You think Monty's going to prepare better for the game than Phase?
0: Well, I'd hope not. Have a better plan. I still have favorites. Do you think they the have better players, Yanko? But the point is, there's still a chance they can lose. Yeah,
2: there is a chance. I think it's smaller than you think it is. That's the, the only difference. That's fine. By that's fine for me, Chad. It's fine that we're disagreeing on this. <laughs> I don't need to convert you, and you don't this need to so convert insane. me. Like it's just, <laughs> I don't see a problem here, man. Like
0: no, but it makes uh, like the conversation. If you just when when we initially brought this up, and you're it was just no. It's like, if you're hard-line on something like that, like there's literally... The, the conversation can't go anywhere. You, you got to present some some things here. But if all we're going to present for every name with more experienced players is, they have more experienced players, they should win. They have more then experienced like, what players, it, what
2: better players, more time to prepare. They're better at preparation. And is that enough? Meanwhile, you on the other side have... They're the underdog and they've won a lot of games against shit teams lately. And the veto, apparently. like Because you think... What they they play Mirage better than FaZe does.
0: Which map do you think would probably be the best to beat FaZe on at the moment?
2: <laughs> For Monty Vertigo. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't I haven't dug
0: deep into the veto, man. I, like I'm not Exactly. You know, I didn't That's look, why like I this conversation is the pointless. But
2: I don't uh, but the veto doesn't matter. Because we're not talking about ones. the matchup. You're like, talking
0: about fucking generalizations. That's no, why there's no point th- talking th- about it. Cause the, 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 what are we looking at? Like I'm trying to look at the, the ways that they can win, rather right? the conditions of where it could be possible. Sure,
2: it is possible. I'm not saying it's impossible. I just think it's highly unlikely. Burp, burp. I'm trying to imitate crickets here. But, uh, yeah, I know. I'm trying to find a Jason, way. So, what's uh, your way to do go? Do you have any thoughts on anything
1: <laughs> about all, all in life? <laughs> I, I know. I, I've, I've been letting you guys chips, duke yeah, this totally. one out. I, I think, honestly, God, I have, I, Scott, I think, I think the, the trap here for FaZe in this, in this matchup, if you want to talk about, I mean, I haven't broken down Monty's style on maps or done the veto either, but like, I think the real trap is, is kind of what, what you guys have, or Chad has already mentioned, where Monty's going to love getting into aim battles, right? So, if you're FaZe, it's like, don't, don't give him these kinds of heads up. Fights like if you play like standard teamwork early in the round, if you don't sit there and have like the overconfidence to just be like, I'm Twist, I'm Rops, I'm gonna take this heads-up duel. I think if you if you're phase and you not, just like, man.
2: like this is only the, this is the way you look at it. Like this is like it, it can be one of two ways, right? If you feel like that Monty is so one-dimensional that that's the only way they can win games is out aiming you, then maybe you consider that like about changing stuff so you don't allow them that. But you can't change who you are. Right. No. And right. F- and who is faced? They have a bunch of fucking skilled aimers and you know great players. So is that? That's the thing. Is like uh, uh, Boros a better aimer than Twist is? I think throw who, a bit if you throw. How many players you can... are better aimers than Twist? Let us fucking go I, and I mean, have an aim battle against Twist and Rain, dude, and see how that goes for you. Right. Like. Why would Faze have to think like that? we are just like, okay, we see what they play, how they do, what do they like to do, what are their favorite things to do. We try to deny them that, but without changing who we are. Right? Yeah,
1: it's not it's not like a change who that's, we are. That's but I why, think that's if, why if if favorites lose.
2: That's why they lose. If someone like FaZe goes in and tries to play, I don't know, all of a sudden uh, super passive on the CT side and gives them a lot of room and doesn't want to give them those early fights and suddenly you find yourselves in situations that you haven't even done in practice, you've never been in and then you don't know how to play those situations, right? And you only realize that after the game, after the fact and that's why they come out and say we didn't play our own game because you overthink but- stuff.
1: but i think this is also a strength of FaZe that would lend more to like having a higher favor for them is is just the sheer experience of playing big matches and having to go through different styles and having to play more team oriented counter-strike at times and having to play more individual like they know they have a sense as a team of when it's like okay we we don't have you know maybe it's not my a game as an individual so lean more on the teamwork and they have more protocols in place to actually make that successful. I think Phaze's playbook if they encounter issues is so much wider and there are so many options that they can fall into that Monty won't have if like Plan A doesn't work. Yeah. I mean I'm 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 closer to the Yanko side of things. I don't think uh, you know. I think FaZe is going to come in and handle business, but I certainly see the potential for Monty to upset it. I mean, I, I also kind of fall into the camp where I think a lot of these teams that we see in challenger stages and even legend stages is like these big name favorite teams often just start slow. And I think that would be that would be probably a big talking point for me. And and, and I think on, on the broadcast, if Monty does come out and cause an upset or does come out and have this good first map that's going down to the wire. I think it's very easy to see a world in which, you know, FaZe, G2, Liquid, um, those would be like the three big names in this challenger stage in terms of them starting slow and having some really rough first games that are are probably uncharacteristic of what we'd see later on in the event.
0: But that has a reason, right? Like the reason is the intensity there. You saw that with FaZe at the RMR. Like the pressure was... A factor for them in the initial run and then you could see the intensity increase as things got more and more dire. And then th- that was the same as when they were winning in Pro League. You could see the intensity like for every round for, you know, and, th- and that's, that's one of the factors that is the tiring part is being able to keep that intensity. So you're basically hoping that Faze are well rested enough uh, from getting back from Rio and then having a bit of a break then going into a boot camp to be able to bring that intensity. And then on top of that, what you're talking about is being able to bring that intensity from game one where it's the opening matchup. And the stakes are, I suppose, the lowest at that point in that opening game. So, you know.
1: Yeah, you- but yeah. I th- Actually, I almost think to a certain extent if your phase... If you're one of those favorite teams i know it's kind of like almost backwards it's almost like i think you have to look at that as in the early games having the higher stakes right like we're probably way more comfortable that like if this was a best of three like we wouldn't necessarily be having this huge massive conversation that monty would be able to have an upset in a series play so in some sense it's like this weird feeling where yeah it's the first game and you still have three chances to make it through and three lives to spend but the best of ones are probably the higher stakes for teams like FaZe and G Two before they get to the series play.
0: What's where the games are going to be closer, right? Is, yeah, and the, it's where there's the, the most propensity
1: comparable. for for an upset.
0: Yeah, well, right? the, if the conversation was in a best of three, you're right; it wouldn't be the same at all because it would be over a broader uh, subset of rounds. Like this yep. is the thing; like the players still talk about it today, even though we talk about the pistol rounds having like less impact. But you still hear them. Yeah, oh, we lost both pistols and a couple of clutches, and that was the game right? Like that, that's still the difference in best of ones, or it still can be the difference in, in best of ones. Um, so that's why if a a close game can get out of control for anybody and by the, by the time, you know, you realize it's too late, well, it's fucking already too late, but there's a couple couple of teams that are like threats. I think that Monty is one of them in this group. I don't think a team like Fluxo or Mongols or Greyhound or even complexity for that matter, uh, are like threats, like fours are a threat. Uh, Gamer Legion and Apex have the potential to be threats, like to, to, to take down some of the better teams. Like we see these things happen all the time now. It's, it's, it's pretty frequent. And again, like what you just brought up in this best of one, that upset potential gets, gets amplified. Like Apex versus Liquid in an opening game, like this is this is a game where you know you could use the the same conversation about the pedigree of the players over there at Liquid and their experience and everything, but in recent form it's not very good. They're not functioning to the capacity. I think people think that they're capable of. And Apex are one of these teams with some some decent players. I don't I I I don't think there's anybody on it, the newer guys on Apex are the ones who, when I watch the games, I'm maybe giving more attention. Like JL for example, um, the older guys i guess we know more what we're getting from them but they're 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 a threat to win a map and i I feel like that's that's a victory for some of these teams as well which also changes the dynamic like any win is a fucking victory for some teams here
1: yeah that apex liquid one is is kind of unique though obviously because uh what like apex doesn't have the same kind of like uh I think like grind that Monty's bet on with with the level of wins that they've had. They're they're also in like that that really tier two where they're beating up on. They have a nice win over OG and, and Brazy Party for what that's worth. But like There's I would look not at as that much
0: shine on Apex as there is on Monty. Yeah, and uh, I would I look at that say. matchup,
1: and I would say Liquid should be able to just handle this with no real issues, unless we. But like the the X factor with Liquid is always like which Liquid are you gonna get at the start you know like which liquid is actually going to show up to play like they i i have less confident in in liquids like mental fortitude to be prepared right out the gate than i do for phase like i expect phase to come in in a good place understanding and Kerrigan and, and, and Robin having that team like mentally prepared to go on this, this like little bit of a journey where Liquid, I'm always kind of like iffy. I don't feel like they have found that center as a team that they can lean on to be able to come into game and have that intensity. And that, that's really the X factor in that matchup. That's the well, only when, way I see Apex winning it.
0: When Liquid was, was always like at their best over the years, they're like um, mental talisman, I guess, was always on like on, on form probably just from a mood standpoint if anything right like when you had stewie there it was important for him to be like in a in a good mood for how that was going to reflect on the rest of the team because stewie's like one of those type of guys who can lift the energy in a room right like
1: you know yeah. he's
0: got a, got a good energy about him he can it's pump charismatic others up. yep yeah and um, I feel like Yakinda is that for Liquid now, which is why like when the conversation about Liquid live or living or dying by Yakinda, I think it's some regard in the server, but I think more of the regard is like how the comms are and the, the kind of mood that he's setting. Unfortunately for him, because he is that personality, I feel like that burden in a team like Liquid where you have some quieter, more softly spoken individuals, or maybe some people who are a bit more inclined to the, to the tilt, you need that guy to, to, to do a lot more which doesn't really seem fair.
1: I just... I Yeah, well, I mean, that was, that was the burden that Stewie had, that he, like, eventually... That was, like, the thing that ground him down the most was, like, that emotional responsibility within the team was just so exhausting after a certain period of time, especially when things weren't going well for longer periods. Well, that's um, what makes but,
0: Heroic such a strong culture, right, is they have everybody yeah. buy into that. I don't know if there's any other team that have... Cl- Yanko, who, who do you reckon? Katie Kadian's
1: a freak of nature as well with that kind of stuff.
0: You two are more sporty people than me. If when you look from the outside at teams, which team after Heroic do you think has that closest like team bond culture? Or I don't actually I don't even know how you define it. But like after it gets a little bit harder, the cultures don't seem like there's too many like that. I think G two has I a pretty good f-
2: culture now. After yeah. after the the fail at the last. Major, like at the RMR, and after that, I think they've really figured it out. I think it's one of the they main reasons. They changed a lot of
0: the backbone to it, didn't they, as well? Like, Nyak went, and, like, that's... Uh, is I've got to say his name Petsa, yeah. Yeah,
2: Petsa's that's the guy. And, yeah, you know, and the, the coaching change, and advert coming in as well, like, all, all of those things helped them. I think that's why they won a couple of tournaments and were playing much better Counter-Strike, right? Because their mental was much better. We talked about this, like, six months ago on the podcast, or, you know, like, when we talked about G2 or even longer... When we talked about the pressure for them and Vitality and the roster changes and how the pressure and like always being so stressed while playing was what's holding them back. And I think another reason why Vitality is finding more success is also their mental, right? Like finally they, you know, they become strong mentally instead of weak. They're the ones making the comebacks instead of allowing comebacks, right? The the talent and, you know, the CS is there. They have good players, both teams. They have you know, obviously Zonic on the one side as well as the uh, as the coach, right? Like they they know how to play CS and all that stuff. It's just being able to do that in high pressure situations was what was holding both of these
0: rosters back. Yeah, but I think like, like that that has to tie into the culture as as well, right? Like it's kind because yeah. this is the thing. Like, um, I some people probably think it's a bit corny, but I really think it's very not admirable. That's not the word I'm looking for i i don't know whatever has been built by uh over there i i think that's that's great like i think that what he's done is is
1: oh it's incredible
0: build this like culture of of honesty with each other but also like a shared a, a real shared passion and love like you can see that they're all on that same they all they're all fucking frothing it like and that's, maybe that's probably a his that greatest
1: accomplishment as a leader as well. Like when you consider the in-game leader for the team, the fact that he's been able to build that is probably yeah. more impactful, I think, than anything tactically he's even brought to the team.
0: Yeah. Mm. I think I, I think as well it's obviously helped because they're still like all Danes, which probably helps the culture a little bit there from that regard. I, I feel like...
1: And they're still winning.
0: I feel like G2 and FaZe have good like team... Bonds or cultures, like remember during Cato when they had the whole COVID situation, JKS was in and out, in and out, but they were just like staying up late, playing a lot of like ref- uh, retake service together and stuff. So with things like that helping, like I think those things are positive for team cultures. But I think that like Phase and G2 just have like these mood swings that they're capable of. Like some of the individuals maybe get a little bit, a little bit moody, and that. I don't think anyone has. But I guess that's probably the same for heroic as well. It probably happens in all the teams.
1: Well, the nice thing for the heroic is yeah, they're still like they, they haven't hit any like major struggle section to really see how that can like they haven't had those we talk about them all the time having like a really high floor, right? They don't get upset. We haven't seen them have any of like the disaster RMR failures like G2 in Cloud Nine. We haven't seen them have like an ultra disappointing moment like you know, FaZe getting to that burnout exhaustion level. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they actually ever do get to that point, how they're able to to kind of respond to it, right? Because, I mean, everything, it's easy to keep the attitude up when, when things are going good event yeah. after event and you're going deep into playoffs. Like, it's easy to kind of ride that wave. But if you're going event to event to event, you have a busy schedule and things are starting to go south and go wrong, how do the players start respond to that kind of same attitude? Is it is it strong enough foundation built up to carry them through a rough stretch?
0: Yeah, I... I think it, it. This is one of the. the this is. I, I honestly just think the majors going to be a clash between these these bigger names like the the five big boys and then a couple of those like underdogs. It's just. I think we. I I think I agree with your sentiment about overall they're probably being less upset. I think that most teams have had better kind of like run-ins or hopefully preparation for the major and we, we get the, the better results in these best to ones and they can kind of set the, the record straight because those conversations being had, like going from event to event into RMRs and you know, this is like, you've had time off. Everyone should have had some time off other than these madmen playing in fucking um, online tournaments. And you should have, should have the, the focus quite clear, right? I think that that is where the broad assumption starts, but it's never that easy. Um, and that, that tends to be an yeah, issue.
2: And I want to give, you know, we talk about Heroic as a team that rarely gets upset. You know another team that rarely gets upset, actually? Na'Vi? It's Furia. Oh, ooh, hold up a
0: second. And Get art what on the, the and fuck. And the reason
2: for that is <laughs> art. A lot of it is art and what they do. And that's because he doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> Furia doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> they play their style, whether it's Na'Vi, phase or whether it's... Monty and the Mongols, right? And the reason for that is isn't that their style is so amazing no one expected that when they play this, it, this arc that they that they want that when they play it, it's like so insanely good that they will beat everyone. No, the reason for it is the players played the same, right? Like they played the situations properly. They don't get nervous, they don't choke. And sir, and sure, Fury did get upset a couple of times especially this year, if you look at it, you know, with uh, Katowice at the IHC and then online to EG Black, right? But if you look at the majors, especially, and some of these bigger tournaments, I mean, they usually do a pretty decent job of not losing to some random teams. And at the majors, I mean, they were top four last time in Antwerp. Did they just miss out on the playoffs? Or they were in the playoffs of Antwerp, Stockholm, maybe not. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, but I I think that's like one of the the reasons for it. So despite all the flaws that they have when it comes to winning a tournament, like some of those things that are flaws for one are a, a good thing for some of that um, other stuff. But I mean, you guys also mentioned that uh, you know these teams that are playing the the smaller tournaments too. I just wanted to talk a little bit about Astralis. And, you know, because they made it all the way into the final and it was up and down. They would play like a game. It looks really good. Then the next game, it would not look so, so good. And I just want to hear your thoughts. For me, the problem with Astralis is like this, like they didn't build the roster properly. And the reason is like, are Baz and Altex good? Still kind of early to tell. Like they had some good games, some bad games. Uh, Altex was just his first tournament. But that's the, the problem like you need more time to develop some of these players and then on the other side of things you have glaive blamer device where you could argue glaive maybe a little bit past his prime device probably towards the end of his prime and any can and blame you know maybe at the middle of it right and they're way further on that sort of bar and buzz and altex are at the very beginning and if it's a three two split I think that's like a too big of a gap and a divide where, you know, it's are too far you, you away could, from winning. Yes, you're like, you could actually okay. be a contender if two, if two players that you had instead of them, they don't have to be fucking amazing. You don't even have to get Stare, who is pretty fucking good. But let's say Copenhagen Flames dissolved uh, or, or went bankrupt, RIP, did a lot of good things for, for the Danish scene. Um, but someone like Borup, for example... You don't think he could do a better job than in, in, in those roles than like
0: um Yeah, I see I see Altex what you're saying. Buzz, and it right? wouldn't yeah. be He's free, hugely expensive say. or anything. Yeah, yeah, I see I see what you're saying.
2: You know, so that that that's like my So thing. the
0: mentality is do you want to use the players that you have who are good right now? At the three of which if you had two more strong components could right. put you back in the conversation to run deeper in tournaments, right? Like that's that's essentially it. You're you're saying with some known upgrades over these two, who we understand what they're trying to do with the academy, but Denmark is, right, is rife with, with players. You're plugged in two more than serviceable people, gave them the chance, set them in the right direction, um, and well, had them support device and uh, blame F. You could, be, you could be in the conversation
1: this is where you go back to like all the mismanagement conversation we had about a over the past two years, because like what Yanko's getting at is like, it feels like they're like, they're like half this team is geared to win now. And half this team is geared to be like the build up rebuilding phase with all Texas yes. Buzz getting them acclimated and that, in reality should have been happening for the past like year and a half, two years out of out of COVID, out of the online era. Like That was the window to have this rebuilding phase to where you have Glaive, Device, and Blame F and two guys who are properly acclimated and now should be on the upswing. But because of the mismanagement, because probably realistically kept Zippix around too long in that position, they could have had someone in and his they, role other doing that build-up well. phase. Yeah, yeah, and there were other changes as yeah, well. They, but they, tried they, to they really screwed the window on what when they should have been rebuilding
0: yes. yeah well it's because they tried to they tried to salvage what was left of the team when you know the certain parts were leaving right um and they didn't really supplement that very well the biggest issue was not having like the the queen on the chessboard of the Orpa. that was something that eluded them like throughout right I mean, so the- now that they finally have that back but it's only temporary right like i, I device probably has a couple of good years left um yeah and you're like, wasting them yeah, no, right. I agree. And, I, agree. And, I see I see what you're saying. And even yeah, like,
2: you, it even happened, like you didn't do it after you failed to qualify for Rio, and now it cost you the only major this year, and then you're repeating the same mistake. And also, fuck Astralis, dude, who are like on their high horse about, you know, they fired Config, and that was like something that wasn't up to their standards. Like, sure, he let the team down or whatever, but then behind the scenes, they're doing shady shit, like the whole Hunden thing that we discussed right so that's not beneath them like that's fine the casper is not going to get fucking fired for that they're not letting him yeah, go that, that because is, he's yeah, so fucking brilliant at, at his job but no a conflict this is where we draw like it reminds me of this fucking shit now with the grizzlies and dylan brooks
0: like yeah he what sport is this, is basketball, this basketball a player oh, okay. talked
2: talked a lot of trash to one of to, to lebron right you know who lebron james is at least i know who lebron is and then he was he in kinda, um, he,
0: that that space jam movie yes
2: and then he kind of <laughs> poked the bear And, you know, gave him extra motivation, and then they got fucking destroyed by the Lakers. They lost, like, by 40 points in the elimination game, and now the the team fired this guy. You know, they're they're not going to renew him under any circumstance because he, like, probably, you know, they feel like he hurt the team with that sort of trash talk, and he couldn't back it up on the court, right? But meanwhile, their star point guard was, like, recorded, like, with a gun in a strip club, like, doing you know, I don't know what, and he was only suspended for a couple of games. Like, obviously, you know, depending on who does it, the standards are not the same, right? Which is just bullshit. So, yeah. I wanted to just talk about that real quick. And another thing, because I know we're short on time, unless anyone has anything more to say on the Astralis topic.
0: No, no, I don't don't have a lot. I I I agree with The, the sentiment.
2: The other one was going to be, you know, the news of and Anderson Henry pairing up.
0: Jason, how sure. do you feel? What? How does Jason feel?
2: Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. How do you feel,
1: Jason? I'm happy for my boy. I'm happy he's he's found some. Uh, both of them, really. <laughs> actually, true. now, yeah, that's a good point. Now, both of them. I mean, I mean, I guess this is. Anders and I had a conversation coming into this year, uh, and and just had a, a chat about you know feeling a sentiment that it was it was kind of sort of. Um, I guess time to time to explore some some other options we we ended twenty twenty two feeling like um that we weren't in like a super high demand as a as a pairing and if you look at that as like a product, like nobody was buying the product that we were really putting out there so um we kind of opened up the idea of, of going and casting with with different people so um I know he's been trying to figure out who exactly he wants to pair up with and and obviously henry's henry's fucking awesome so that's that's cool who's gonna be who's fun keeping, to watch.
0: who's keeping the uh the on Kids. fire handles at, at the divorce is
1: it think you know i think it was yeah, amicable or? enough that we both get to have we both get oh, a keep okay
0: it. all right yeah, yeah you still i the, haven't the
1: the used the on fire branding in a, in a while though i've you know it's the email address but um it's uh I, you know it's not in the twitter handle for for quite some time now so yeah okay Anders all right it. all
0: right fair enough yeah did you have uh, did you have anything that you wanted to say about this? this
2: yeah,
1: year? I wanted to talk about a couple of things. So,
2: to be honest, it's not really <laughs> related to the two of them and and that stuff. I'm I'm happy for them, like that they paired up. I think both are amazing casters, right? And it's actually kind of ridiculous that we have probably at this point like four or five caster pairings in CS that could cast like an arena playoff game and make it sick. Like I don't think. Yeah any other game has that sort of privilege so i think people should uh, appreciate that but i was going through for whatever reason uh, the the reddit comments about it and maybe some of the comments were on, on twitter and there're so many unreasonable comments like about different things and i realized like you know obviously the the thread people mentioned oh moses what's happening with moses then a guy replies i could maybe see him pairing up with bardolf obviously not knowing you know the history behind everything and then it's like people go into that whole situation around pgl again and then you have a person like i i you know someone links a comment from that old thread i go into that and of course like still unreasonable things being said by people who are commenting that they do not haven't don't know either of the People, they weren't there. They don't know what the situation, what actually happened. And then I read a comment about this. It's like when someone didn't know if Jason was serious or not, if he was bantering or not. And then a guy comments, any other person, I'd say this was banter, but Moses is known to act on his emotions based on his Twitter. LOL. It's like <laughs> that's the, most it's like sh- the opposite It's of Jason. like It's like the actual <laughs> polar opposite of who Jason is. And what? That's he's like he's like,
0: describing me there. Why is he? Or wh- Trace? Why is he, potentially. Mis- yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, mis- he's mislabeled you, Jason. Or me. I know. It's like basically it everyone
2: except for Jason. Like Jason is the guy who all of us, both me and Chad, have had this happen multiple times. We were sitting in the green room or something. He talks us off the ledge. And something happens, and I want to tweet something real bad because someone is talking shit or or about this player or that team or this guy, and Jason is like, Jason, what do you think? Jason's like count to 10, take a deep breath, and, like, see if it's worth it, like, after that. And, of course, it's never worth it. He's absolutely right. <laughs> and, you know, saved probably a lot of people's careers a couple of times um, when when that happened. But, you know, so, so to see people, like, build these opinions and, like, push some of these narratives, it's so ludicrous. And, like, I know we all probably think a little bit like... Um, you know, you don't want to get involved in it. It's not worth it, right? These people really don't know what they're talking about. But actually, if some of this stuff, like, gains a lot of traction, and then it happens, something that happened to, like, Semler a couple of years back, or Henry, or, you know, like, or maybe Anders, like, these circle jerks of, oh, yeah, this guy is washed up, or this guy doesn't care, or this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Like, I know it impacted those guys mentally and had... uh it was a factor in their decision to maybe take some uh, take a break from casting or or tone it down or whatever else and that sucks you know because like then it does become a little bit of a problem another thing as well is i'm reading like people's like opinion and like you know bardolf is so amazing because this one time when i asked him for an autograph in the arena he actually like did the extra step, you know, turned around and and signed it and talked to me for like one minute, you know, and and the the other one actually is that actually triggered me more was about Henry and like oh I ran into him at like the hotel after the the game and like he was very, what's the word to use, you know, like not offhandish. I don't know. Like he he wasn't like you know all, fucking sunshine and rainbow or all like you know he was very, you know, I don't know, dude. It's like you're coming to a person at their, like, sort of... I don't want to say private place. It's like a hotel. The point being, like, you know, it was just a day at the tournament. Who knows what could... have Like, this is also a human being, right? He's not just Henry G, the caster. I'm not just Wine K, the analyst. Like, I have... You know, you have your own life, things that are happening. Like maybe it was a bad day at, at at work. Maybe there was some shit going on that you didn't even notice that like impacts you and like puts you in a bad mood for the day. And of course, it's a part of our job, also, we're public personalities in a in a sense. And you know that shouldn't be an excuse to, to you know you're not gonna tell someone, hey, dude, fuck off. Like you know, of course, like you you you're always going to give anyone that comes to you, you know, I'm gonna say, hey, how's it going? you know, yeah, you know, answer a couple of questions or whatever it is, have like a normal chat. But I'm not always going to be fucking over the moon about it. You know, maybe I will seem a little bit, uh, you know, in a bad mood. Maybe I'm fucking tired, man. Maybe you came to me on the eighth day of a tournament where I'm doing two best of threes every day, you know. And I'm sorry that I wasn't maybe how you expected it to be and, you know, or on the broadcast, but I'm not a bad person because of that. I'm just a person, a human being. Right, so this is like the 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 ways like people form these opinions, is, you know, I don't want to say insane, like that's me taking it too far, but it's like unreasonable. Like your your expectations are too high, and to form this much vitriol about one person and to put another person on a pedestal because of it, it's it's not fair, and it's not realistic. You would be surprised how much some of the people that you guys put on these pedestals and that are so in the public forum are so nice or whatever how they are actually behind the scenes. You would be surprised. So maybe just give people like the benefit of the doubt both in a positive Do, and a negative way.
0: Don't you think that like this is a slight step to the right but still in the same direction. Like we're still walking side by side here. <laughs> don't you think with uh, what we do by like doing a podcast like this or I don't know, the other ways that, you know, we, we can be involved within the community through forms of content or broadcasts or, or things like that, um, that we're opting to kind of put our signal out there a little bit louder. Um, and part of that, like I'm not saying we forfeit the right to be in a bad mood. I just, I, what I'm saying is we forfeit um a right to to control the the conversation about us like because people are going to say whatever people are going to say it's like a restaurant review like you and I could go to the same restaurant in two separate days and I have a server that's having a bad day so my restaurant experience is bad and you're having a server who's having a great day and your restaurant experience is fantastic like we both went to the same restaurant um, but we had uniquely different experiences like that's the same with like how you meet people and that's how you perceive people with like what state of mind you are in at that time, like, you know, through yeah, your think, eyes. I
2: think that's fair and I think you're spot on. And, and I like to think that with this podcast, for example, we're able to showcase a bit more of just our personalities and, and how we are, right? Obviously the broadcast, it's an official broadcast. that's why broadcast
0: we try to be you... pretty honest with things, yeah, right, exactly. like about how we feel about things or like a bit more personal stuff to kind of... Exactly, but the
2: difference here is what you're saying, you're, you're correct. Right. And, and the only, you know, the, the slight difference between and restaurant review is a good analogy. But the difference is, like, if I go once and the, the restaurant the restaurant is like on a good or whatever voice or, you know, I'll go once, and I'll be disappointed. And I'll probably go back again just to see if it's not a one off. So the same thing is this, like, even if I meet a person and they're a bit maybe even like, you know, borderline rude or, you know, they don't really seem like my type of a person. I'll say, OK, you know, this was the, f- the first interaction maybe they had. A bad day, maybe this was this, maybe this was that. I won't immediately go in when someone asks me about him, I'll say, ah oh, man, that guy's an asshole. You know, like, oh yeah, I had a terrible experience with him. Right? So that I think that's like the 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 crux of my point was probably that, like and, and I know that maybe, I think I'm just ranting and it doesn't make much sense, Like right? Because it's also like, well, someone won't get a chance to run into one of the casters 10 times, <laughs> you know? So it's, and that's why we're aware of that. It's like this one, for a lot of people, this is like the one interaction. That's why you go out of your way most of the time to, to be like nice or, you, you know, like Positive. have, have, a, have like a genuine conversation with someone because, you know, we wouldn't well, be I'm able very to do what we do, and live the lives we live, live without the the fans, right? So, and we're dude, we're just the same. Like we're just a couple of guys, like also watching the game and talking about the game. You know, it's like we're we're the same. Pretty I, much. Uh, so.
0: I remember I was walking to, to to work when we were doing it in Malta, down at the hotel, and I was walking, and a, a guy on a scooter went past me at the top of a hill, and he like, you know, went past, and then got my headphones in. And I hear a yell, and I turn around, and he's like, "Oh, Sponge!" I'm like, "Hey!" And it's just this guy. He's like, "Oh, hey!" Like I watch Counter Strike. I live. I didn't know he lived in Malta. I was like, "Yeah." And then I just mm-hmm. sat there and spoke to him for a couple of minutes and walked off. And it's like that was that guy's interaction with with me, right? But that for me was just like a human interaction. Like, I, well, I, you know, I'm yeah. Just I'll tell you.
2: I'll tell you a story, man. Like I think Jason was maybe there, maybe not. It was like an early dream hack winter, so maybe not. Like maybe I think it was the 2015 one when the the Richard Loda thing happened right and for me i'm still new you know it was one of my first events as a full analyst like i got my first reddit thread i was like feeling great and we're sitting i think it was actually the day that it was maybe the final day or or i think it was the last day and we're at the hotel you know like in jean comping and it's like me duncan thor me duncan richard maybe sam like a couple of like five six of us seven of us we're sitting at the table and we were having like some beers and we were just talking because the after party was somewhere else it was a bunch of people we were tired we didn't want to go there so we were just hanging out like you know just chilling up after the event and some guy comes in like a fan and he's a little bit drunk and he like kind of just comes in and is like to oh thorin like uh, great to meet you man like uh, something and like ask him a question or whatever and something like that and duncan was just sort of like hey, you know, like, I'm having a conversation with my friends, you know, like, basically just sort of brushed him off, not really in a rude way. I mean, you know, as as nice as Duncan (laughs) can be. Um, But, you know, it was just basically just kind of saying, hey, this is like sort of my time, like our time hanging out, like I don't really want to get into that conversation. I think he even maybe like answered his first question or like just said, hey, like nice to meet you. But then when this guy kept pushing to to actually have a conversation with him, you know, he was like, hey, we're having a conversation right here. And, and for me, it was a little bit like sort of eye opening that because it did make sense. It was kind of rude of the guy to just, you know, you can obviously see that we're talking into something, you know, he's not just standing by the side and you can like sort of, approach them so you're like kind of intruding in a sense which again is also okay in the grand scheme of things but uh you know it's also uh within duncan's right at that time to like kind of sort of okay i talked to you a little you know and that's it that's fine and that guy will probably go on and say oh this guy's a cunt (laughs) you know i see what you're saying yeah yeah but that's
0: that's when there's like different um i think some people have different reads of of scenarios right so you know these these, this is interacting as as people it can be difficult to traverse sometimes and we all make boo-boos don't we jason
1: we do i almost made one last night i uh you'll love this i i got i got back in in that in that reddit thread the, the 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 stockholm thing popping off again I was. Oh, I was a little... no, you guys
0: are reading. I, I've gone off the reading. All right. Well, I'm I mean, I'm I
1: popped in. I popped in there just to like see what see what was what see because like these are the threads. This, this is the frustration. These are the threads where like you want to go I'm in and you want to see like people now. saying you want to see people saying like happy things about your colleagues and your friends or like I want to see people get excited for like Henry coming back and doing more casting and, and pairing up with Anders obviously and then all of a sudden you know you' you're, everything's going going good and then you get to a point where you're the one getting fucking dumpstered for some reason and people calling me shady rat <laughs> but anyways, I fucking, uh, I fucking typed up like a, a two-page response. Like a uh, like an actual for like a Reddit post about the entire Stockholm situation, just laying out all the fucking details, and just getting into it with the intention of getting it behind me. And I was the one who had to get talked off the ledge. I was the one who had to reach out to some people and be like, "Is this a good idea? Is this a bad idea? Do I post this? Is it worth it?" And I was the one being talked off the ledge. And I was I was not in a I was in a bad mood, so I was like really wanted to go at it and get stuck in and uh and as i'm sitting there being told like this was you know y- y- This isn't really going to accomplish anything. It's probably just going to make things worse, blah, blah, blah. It's not worth it. I was just sat there and I was like, this is exactly what I fucking sound like every time the guys want to post a tweet. And it's fucking annoying. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, just please (laughs) let, just unleash me. Just let me go. Please, just let me have it. (laughs) And um, I ended up just deleting the whole thing. But it was like a nice little therapy, like diary session where I just got all of it out of my chest for that, in that moment
0: yeah well th- this is the thing as well like some people with the first impression of when they saw you on air or heard you doing your thing or saw you in a video as well maybe they they didn't like the thing you did or and you know that also sticks, yeah first impressions people.
1: are really ha- hard to get over yeah
0: like there's 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 people who like you know for whatever reason this is this is the bit that like for me it, the the drama and like the behind the scenes and like, the politics type of stuff that's one thing but when someone like actively doesn't like what you do as a job and like you're trying to be good at it and put like effort into it and uh, giving it your you know your everything and someone like just doesn't like the way you say something it's like man like fuck i that, yeah. that sucks that somebody just like has boiled me down to like that and decided like that i suck because of that one thing that they
1: like, because of what we do is subjective, I right? Use because yeah it's like, like you, it's you're not just like oh i can't do anything
0: yeah it because it, it's not this is like t- i can't this is like um this is like you know, like a dancing competition. It's subjective. The judges, you know, they might they might like the the Zaz of this a little bit more than the Zaz of that. It's not technical. It's not like I can lift, you know, a hundred kilos or something like that. Like we we can't we can't quantify it. Like some people will like the the Zaz I'm throwing out, some people won't. They'll like the 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 Ziz, R I P Ziz. I <laughs> don't know if you guys remember Ziz. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, a prolific Australian gentleman. But um yeah. 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 Jason, don't you have to go?
1: Yeah, I was about to say that this might be a good point to wrap it up because I got my heart out. I got to leave in 20 minutes and I have to shower still.
0: Oh, you're in a bit of strife, I would say.
1: It's okay. I can, it's not like a, yeah, but yeah, I, yeah right. I'm at the point where I need to rush.
2: All right, I Let's think it's cool. a strong episode for oh. an a 30 a.m. start time.
0: I'm, I'm yeah. going to go back was. to bed. I started miss. out with
1: Backstreet Boys and it ended with a nice something. Dance. Bye. GGs.